Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Something, well, you watched the end of it when you came in. No, but that wasn't. No, but it's something fun to talk about. No, but it's something fun to talk about. It is on Netflix. It is. There you go. It's fun to talk about. And it's on Netflix. It's good to go. You can stream it. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the podcast, bingewatchpodcast.com. I'm Brian. We have Ron. Howdy, folks. And Ginger. Hello. And this is the first ca- podcast that we're going to record without the bearded wonder, Paul. That's he's, right. No, no Paul out of the day. He's busy. Yeah. He's too busy for us. I didn't have bail money to go get him before this, so... <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Paul just, has a reputation he wants to uphold. That's right. He's just he's, uh, out with his kiddos, I think, doing some cool stuff with them today, like a swim meet or something. Or somebody paid him to eat a lot of something and he <laughs> went berserk on it. Yeah, eat these peppers. 25 peppers. <laughs> He's being a good family man today. Yes. God, I hate those days. <laughs> That's all I get. Yeah, I like yeah. 80 of those. That happens when you have kiddos. Damn it. Why didn't they tell us that? Yeah, that's what they I did. Was. That wasn't. That wasn't. <laughs> and we chose to do it anyway. Was that the small print in the contract that I didn't read? Must, <laughs> must be. Must be. It's in an addendum, the errata, or the something like that that I didn't. If he had in. girls, he could bring them here. I know. <laughs> this is the. <laughs> yep. Rowdy boys. Nicholas does pretty good though when it comes. He over does. Here. Yeah. Yep. Holds his own. Yeah. He doesn't let the girls mistreat him too bad. There, as there ought to do. Yeah. So what did you watch last night that's fun to talk about and on Netflix? Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk about the... I'll let Ron talk about the um, the show that we watched that we has... test watched? Yeah, we... It was our homework assignment. Um, it was homework. We just thought we'd give it a whirl. Yeah. Um, but I watched uh, on Netflix, I watched the um, Aziz Ansari um, comedy special yeah. yesterday. And it was good. Uh, I don't know that it, I think I was expecting a little more, mm, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, he's funny. Um, he's, yes, he is funny. He's got a, a I don't want to say a physical presence, maybe a, a, a it's all about the, the goofiness of his delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some good, like there's a whole, and I don't want to give too much away, there's a whole, he does a whole bit about jaw rule in there that is fantastic. You missed you missed this. No, I missed that one. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was pretty good. He's I like him. Um, I think that it was a little too early to do Madison Square Gardens. That's what he. That's the special was at Madison Square Gardens. I don't. I don't think he was particularly ready for that. Yeah. Um, the scale. But, of yeah. The yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. I was a little. A little disappointed. Underwhelmed. Um, there was no uh, Eddie Murphy raw. That's right. <laughs> no. No. But it was good. I, I, I mean, I, I think I would recommend checking it out. It is on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen. I don't. I haven't seen that one. I've seen one of his stand-ups, and for me, it was 
it kind of vacillated between really funny parts and parts that are a little bit of a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And two, I think I haven't watched Parks and Rec. It was just where he shines, and this definitely become famous. But I felt like stand up wise, it was some of his material was. I feel like he was pushing it to be like other people mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh, I got to have some really raunchy stuff in here, and and. Um, when I feel like the raunchy stuff isn't his funny stuff, it's the other mm-hmm. stuff that he does. But I, I, I only watched like maybe 20, 30 minutes of it, but it didn't hold my attention. But it, it, it was from a couple years ago. Now, I don't know how often, but I know that he does do writing, television writing, correct? I don't know. I, I, I would, Google I, it. I, for some reason, that's what I... But I've heard that before, oh, and does. I think maybe that is what In his... In addition to being an, yeah, an actor. Yeah, maybe that's where his specialty is or but it, it was it was okay I, I i was not as impressed as i had hoped yeah so that's my watching yeah that was she she i guess you started that while i was yeah i was trying to do today. homework and trying to do something without you know we've talked about watching shows without each other you know we're supposed to watch it together right he gets, gets pissed if i watch something without watch him an episode or, of something we watch together or start a new show that we want to watch together so yeah she'd get in trouble for that god you guys have so many rules <laughs> <laughs> that's right life is about rules so Appa- that's mine apparently so you guys didn't watch you are in the process of watching the pacific no, no episodes this not week. a single freaking episode i kept saying hey we didn't watch an episode of the pacific and uh she's like no i don't want to watch that tonight i was it, well, you know what i needed something a little more less i need brainless tv last week mm-hmm. i was tired and i should have watched uh, uh kimney smith or whatever funny, well <laughs> funny you should mention that <laughs> speaking of we Go ahead, Ron. That, that was our test show. Yeah. We decided to, uh, and I hate to bring it up since Paul's not here, since Paul originally brought the uh, this unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, thing up in the first place. Right. And, uh, you know, Paul, uh, for those of you that uh, have not, go back and listen to, I think it was, what, Podcast 3 that he brought that up? It's or? the 24 Minutes of Pain <laughs> yeah. is the title <laughs> of the and he brings up, you know, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's the new show that everybody's raving about. It's getting good reviews. And even on Netflix, it's got like a four and a half star uh, rating on there out of five, which is like, really? Okay. And uh, so Paul kind of thought had that his initial impression was, okay, it sucks. I don't really, I don't get it why people are raving about this. And so he watched one episode and then he thought I'd give it a second try and a second chance to watch, maybe go two episodes. Maybe it gets better in the second episode. And, he said, no, it was just as bad. And then, Brian, you decided to test it. And the following week... Put the gun to my head and watched it. <laughs> and you bailed uh, after, what, 17, 18 minutes? About, about in there. About yeah. In there. yeah. Uh, well, we went. We watched episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday we did. And uh, we went through the whole, whatever it was, 20, 24 minutes. We went through the whole 22, 24, whatever it, whatever it is. And uh, we weren't quite as uh, downtrodden or um, uh, thinking that horrified. it was horrified as much <laughs> as, as you were, Brian. But um, we do, uh, we both of us came to the conclusion after watching it, yeah, that's just not really good. Did you watch episode two? No, no. Yeah. No, we, we briefly thought about it, just trying to do the Paul thing. Well, you know, can it, can it go anywhere? I mean, I guess in, in some ways there was some... 
there's something about the premise. I know it seemed like in the first episode they tried to cram so much in. They tried to cram in, okay, here's this the doomsday cult girls that come out of the the premises. These girls are in this bunker. They're some uh, cult reverend uh, snatches them and puts them in a in a bunker. Or one goes on her own free will. One's one was like the cleaning lady that he just takes hostage, right. <laughs> the Hispanic lady, right. and, and so she becomes the fourth member. Wasn't she free to go at any time? She just never left or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But and, she, uh, and how many years have they been there? And she never yeah. learned to speak English, right? And yeah. she basically in Spanish. You see in the subtitles saying, "Well, these, you know." These bitches never speak Spanish either, so there, you know. But, um, so I mean, there's some, some premise of, you know, some, I guess, uh, the ideas there. But when you try to cram, set that up in the first episode so people get in on the jokes, um, it's just, it, it just felt contrived. Like they were forcing all that into one episode. And then you're right, you know, uh, Jane Kowalski or whatever. Right. Uh, from Thirty Rock, she just seems like the exact same character. She is the exact same. Basically, character. like instead of being rich single comedy star from S- uh, from supposedly SNL, whatever they call it on Thirty Rock, uh, was it TNL? Is what they called it? Nah, I don't know. TNA, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> she uh, is just a married version of that with a kid and uber rich, you know, but still the same kind of basic personality that she is. Which is fun. I loved her in Thirty Rock. But yeah. that's, that was my big takeaway. It was such a contrived launch. Like, oh gosh, here's this wild Yeah, we got to shoehorn all this stuff in there. And then the jokes and the, the setup on it just, and I don't know, as part of it maybe was the delivery. I mean, I think the lead in there, what's her name that's playing Kimmy Schmidt? I think she's good. Uh, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper, yeah. I like her. She's she's funny. Um, well, she come from the office, didn't she? Wasn't she yeah, in the office? Right. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, she's okay, uh, but still, it, I don't know if it's the writing or just the delivery, the pacing. It just was. It just doesn't seem to work. Really. Yeah, and I think I said this last time. Her character, just for me, is just it's a female Kenneth. Yeah, it's the overly naive, gets taken advantage of Rube. Yeah, and, and if you want to be, uh, it's the idiot, right? Right. The, this book over here on the shelf. Um, um, that's it's that character. Yeah. Oh, just everybody's awesome and the good nature. Right. You know, small town. Which that simpleton. That was the other thing for me. Like it's super contrived. I didn't buy into that. I just felt like it was a rehashed characters. One, just they just changed the name on the character, and it's the same person <laughs> playing the exact same character. Right. Which I think could be funny, but not. I, I didn't buy. I didn't buy into it. And then female Kenneth. And then I was just like, oh, there's so much to be out on here. <laughs> so here's what's funny. On Facebook the other day, some people that, um, <clears throat> from uh, Sean and Norm, were, uh, somebody posted about the unbreakable Kimmy Smith. So I like clicked on it to look at it. And um, they were all like, what was NBC thinking on passing on such an amazing show? <laughs> and and blah, blah, blah. so I posted on there. I was like, man, I watched that. We reviewed it on the podcast, and I'm like, I get maybe that somebody could think it's a little cheeky and like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. But to rave about that show, I don't see how anybody could. And they were just like, they came over the top, and I'm like, this is the smartest thing that's been on television maybe ever. Oh, no. <laughs> or something like that. And I was just like, hey, you guys should come on the podcast and talk about this. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate it, 
but it's certainly not anything I'm going to waste time on every week. Well, I hate, yeah, I mean, I couldn't say that I hated it, but I had with everybody involved pretty high expectations that at yeah. least it's going to be funny. And it was two it, minutes away from a laugh track, and I oh, I hate laugh tracks in a in a show. I I hate them. Yeah, yeah, and and. It didn't have that, but it had the stupid, quirky music, and it, it had that. Which they have to just, tell you when it's funny. Uh, yeah. 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 Which is and you know what's funny thing. about this? I uh, was Skyping with Amy yesterday, and she uh, somehow we, we talked about watching that. She goes, oh, is that good? Because I've heard great things about mm-hmm. it. And I said, no, it's not. And she said, well, you know, I have two friends who I really um, value their opinion, and they said it was great. And I said... That seems to be the consensus everywhere. But you need I don't... to stop talking to them. They're not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, people. you know, it's got Ellie Kemper, and it's you know, it's written by Tina Fey, and I mean, it's got the right, it's got all the elements there. It yeah. just didn't ever, it didn't, it didn't form. It didn't do it. Well, I think there's a reason, you know, that NBC passed, and it's on Netflix. That it's that it doesn't quite, li- you know, it's not the caliber of Thirty Rock. It's just not there. Yeah, and the, their their posts were something around the, the the lines of like NBC doesn't know what they're doing, blah blah blah. I'm like, if NBC thought they had another Thirty Rock on their hands, they'd be they'd all up, all over. That, that was a staple. That was their their anchor for that night. Yeah. I mean. They pivoted all their new shows around that. If they thought they had another 30 Rock, they would have signed it for five seasons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we did some homework. Yeah. And too bad Paul's not here to. Yeah. I mean, he would yeah, feel vindicated once again that, you know, he was, he was right that in his initial impression that it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we agree. We think it's. So consensus is it is. Kimmy Schmidt is breakable. breakable. <laughs> is breakable. Yeah, like she's that. not unbreakable. You know. We should write that the breakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. our review. The breakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Yeah. So or don't I, do it. I, I didn't. I did. Well, I did a lot of watching this week, and but it's with in conjunction with the, what Paul is watching. So I wanted to rewatch a little bit of it because I know he's going to want to come in and talk about it, and he's going to be, I think, a Raven lunatic fan of the show now. Um. Oh yes, I know what you're so about. I, I I just spent a lot of time this week watching that, but I did, and I think Ginger was the, the podcast we recorded where you weren't. I talked about Secrets and Lies. It's on ABC with stars Ryan Felipe, which I think he was on like Mean Girls or whatever back in the day, and married What's Her Nuts, and they got divorced. They have a couple kids together. Um, he married Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, right? right correct. Right. Yeah, good. Ginger knows though who married who stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the important stuff. Bring it. <laughs> So, it's good. I like it. And that's what I said initially. And I, I think I'm four episodes in now. But i got to tell you, like, they have chosen, and I don't know if it's a product, I don't think it's a product of his acting in particular, but it is, um, I think, just a pure product of the writing and them boxing that character into, he looks so reactionary and and always makes the wrong decision and just never thinks through before he's screaming and yelling at people. Is this the show where he's the dude accused of killing a kid? Yeah, yeah. He's a jogger, finds a, a, a child's body in the neighborhood, and it, then it goes from there. That happens in like the first 10 seconds right. of the show, so it's definitely not a spoiler. But his character over time is just becoming really difficult for me to watch because he's so freaking annoying. <laughs> Are you sure it's not him? I don't know. I've never seen I, anything else. I wonder else if he's him. a one-track, one-trick pony kind of. 
What do you think it is? Big Break and Cruel Intentions. That's what. It's not Mean Girls. It's Cruel Intentions. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. With him and uh, I don't know that he has much range, and I'm wondering if do you think Michelle it's that? Michelle Gilles, Michelle I haven't watched it. Could it be, so. but I mean, it, it, it's it may be a little bit his acting, which I feel like he's doing an okay job in. It's just this character, like what what I dislike about shows and can seem really from a character perspective really unauthentic. If something's going along and something tragic happens, you generally become you react to it the way you would react to it because you're you. And it may be amplified a little bit. But how is this guy? He's so reactionary and so crazy and so out to prove himself innocent and is doing all this dumb shit to do it. How, did, how is he success, running this successful business and has a merit? You know, it, it just seems a little unauthentic. And I get it. It's like this character's first time to ever be, you know, potentially considered, you know, investigated for murder. So he probably is going to react a little weird sometimes. But it's like just every episode is him blowing up, making himself look more guilty because every, of the way he's reacting. Every and, possible worst case screw up, he could, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to find somebody else to blame it on. And it, so <laughs> it, it becomes less of a thriller and just watching this guy be an idiot. Yeah. I'm still probably going to try to hang in another two or three episodes and see, because I, I did like the first couple of episodes. Wait, this is on ABC. You're watching something on network television? Yeah, well, ABC's made a pretty big gear shift. So Secrets and Lies, and then the other one, American Crime, that I'm only one episode into, it's definitely, they've taken a huge leap towards being like something that would AMC might show. Yeah, they're trying to be like a... What's American... Who's in that one? American Crime? Yeah. It has... Um, the the uh, guy taps. Timothy Hutton. Oh, and we've talked about him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think you were here for he's that the, podcast. Uh, he's the main... main and in yeah. that first episode, I thought was amazing. There's... <clears throat> the the show starts with the murder of someone, and Timothy Hutton is his dad. And there's a scene where he has to go down and identify the body. No words for about two or three minutes, which is definitely not like what AMC and CBS and NBC would normally do. <laughs> they would never let you know dialogue go, and his just his reaction and everything is horrifying. I mean, it's yeah. so well done, and it's just a sim- single camera take. It never moves. They don't switch. There's not a lot of editing. It's just he's got to act this out and make you feel, you know, a certain amount of compassion for this person, and he he does a f- you know a fabulous job. That's what really hooked me. I just haven't had time to go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, the Ryan Flippy thing, he's Flippy, Flippy, whatever his last name's pronounced. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> have a guess, French? but I don't know. <laughs> um, Ryan Felipe. Felipe, I think. I don't know. Felipe? Felipe. Felipe, yeah, I sounds, think. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if his character just doesn't irritate me, I do really like. Um, What's your nuts? That's going to be our go-to's. Just what's our nuts? Podcast. What's our nuts? Yeah. yeah. We can't think of somebody. It's what's what's his face? What's her nuts? Brad Pitt's first wife. Jennifer Ed, Aniston. Oh. No, maybe they didn't get married. And, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah, no. they didn't get married. Gwyneth Paltrow. Before. No, before that. Before. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Before Gwyneth. She was in Cape Fear. No, they weren't engaged. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know. I said, little, Julie. Little, Juliet Lewis. Juliet yeah. Lewis. Little. They were an item for like years, right? Yeah. Well, they weren't married. No, that, I've already conceded. I, I know that. they were. They I, were. I, I have. I've they were just living it. in sin. I give up. I give up. They weren't married. They were shacking, shacking up. You know, she's in a band. She, Juliet she, Lewis. Yeah. yeah. 
But she's the one I'm really liking. She plays, the, I know you weren't here for that podcast, but she plays the investigator and she's the playing cop. very creepily and not overblown, which normally if she's in something, she's so crazy over the top that yeah. after a while you're just like, oh, stop, I can't take it. But those two shoot, those are the shows that are ongoing right now that I'm kind of watching. And those are, um, both are on Hulu, which mm. um, has its hits or misses. Are you on the uh, paid side of Hulu there, the subscription side? Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can watch anything on the free side, can uh, you? So just clips and shit. Is it just all clips? I think it's just clips and stuff. Yeah. Me, I'm, I don't know me, anybody who does Hulu. Him? <laughs> I, I mean, you are the only one, because I always thought it was, I always got this impression that it was like old school, like Gilligan's Island. Well, I think they the, started out that way. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. And then they, they started getting, when they started getting... Subscribers, people, you know. BJ uh, and the Bear. Yeah. I'm just coming up with stuff now. Show. What are you, don't, be, don't be making fun of BJ and the Bear. Grizzly Adams. Mannix. Good stuff. <laughs> Mannix. I remember Mannix. I don't even know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't? No. Mannix? No. It was a, oh, Maddox. No. Mannix. Mannix. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was TV cop, cop show, early yeah. 70s, I think. Yeah. You remember Cannon? <laughs> No, you guys are making shit. Okay, up now. how about how about Barnaby Jones? Yes, I know Barnaby Jones. See, okay. That was all right in the kind of the same. Yeah, time. they were they were pre. You know why Jones. I don't know this stuff? This is guy male driven television right there. True. Yeah, it's totally guy stuff. Blame on your dad. He wasn't around to <laughs> show you those shows. <laughs> Damn you, blank blank. <laughs> right. yeah. Dad. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. She said MF or pops. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I watch all those shows. Okay, anyway, sorry. No, yeah, those are good. So, yeah, so Hulu has, and I would say probably in the last three or four months, they've they've got enough on there. If you're someone like me who's who doesn't have cable and you want to occasionally catch a show that's running right now, there's enough stuff that I'll I'll tune in. There was a show that I was watching um, called Forever that I I, I kind of liked, and I gave it some time, and I, I've just I've stopped watching it now. Um, but it was very similar to New Amsterdam. If you watch that show, um, forever it stars. Well, these guys always got jacked up names. Oh, from Mr. Fantastic, yeah, from the, from the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four movies. Ian e- is that Ion? Ion Gufford? I O A N. Ion Ion Grufford 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 spelled weird. And Alana de la Garza. Yeah, and then it's got Judd Hirsch plays his. But it's a guy that and it's called Forever because a guy can't die, which was exactly the. And it's in New York, which was exactly the ex- same thing. Mm. New Amsterdam was the same setup. So he's uh, an immortal. He is an immortal. Yeah, and he's a CSI. This is like Highlander the cop, basically. Essentially, essentially. <laughs> And um, he's well in this current manifestation of who he's playing. He's uh, um, he works at the morgue and does all the investigative CSI work for oh, okay. the detectives there in Manhattan. Um, and what it's is an, this on? I've okay. never even heard of this. I think it's on ABC. Huh. Okay. ABC is going to owe you some bucks for this show for promoting all their shows. Walker, <laughs> I'm sending them a bill right now. Pay up. Invoice. Don't, send, don't make me send my cousin up there. Pay up. Before it gets ugly. Where's Moose and Rocco? So, yeah, it's ABC. So I watched probably 10 episodes of that before I was like, man, it's just not going. It's not very capturing and enthralling. It's got a, 
okay cast of characters. So what it is, it's basically the new Amsterdam plot and character setup, and I, I feel like that it's there. They want to, It's a redo for Castle. They want to be like the Castle show. It has the really ultra hot detective. Yeah, Elena de la Garza. Yeah, and she's not, and he is not a cop, but he's always in their investigations, and he's always overreaching. You know, just like the castle setup. And I, I yeah. feel like it is a, a pretty big castle copycat, but it is it wasn't enough there. For but anything enough instead of being a writer, it's a immortal morgue worker. Well, and amping it up is not the right term because it's actually less entertaining. You guys are not selling this to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your descriptions yeah. aren't doing it. Yeah. So, but anyway, that I watched that on Hulu. So there's enough stuff on there that if you keep up with it before episodes start falling off, which is their ridiculous thing that they do to you. If you get, no, like what, like four on there or so? Yeah, they, and if you get behind and you're screwed. Like the first yeah. series, um, the first like Blacklist, I think I watched the first season of it on Hulu. Um, Constantine, which is the um, made-for-TV TV show from oh, the, the movie. Right, the Kuna Reeves movie. Yeah, from the comic books. Yeah. It's on there. Have you watched okay. that? okay. Constantine? Watch the first three episodes. Yeah, and your consensus of it was? That it's okay, that if that's your genre, like the spooky, witchcraftery, or Satan, angel battle thing, yeah, and it's okay. It's well, not, that's what everybody's doing right now, peddling yeah, right now. Right. That seems mm-hmm. to be the... Some type of demon stuff. Yeah. Demons um, are big on TV Vampires. Right I, I watched zombies. Four, first five or six episodes of Sleepy Hollow on there, which is kind of in the same as the Constantine. Yeah, I think I watched a little bit of one episode of that. I was just like, mm, I don't know. And I like DVR. I don't know. I like the whole freaking season of that. Yeah. You know, so. I have heard good things about that American Horror Story. Oh, American oh. Horror Story is... I've heard great yeah, things about Yeah, he was raving about... Maybe it was one you were on here, but he was raving about Jessica Lange. Jessica yes, Lange. Jessica exactly. Lange is yeah. fantastic. And She's, it's all... Or I don't know if maybe it was just the episodes I was hearing about. Is it all shot in New Orleans? No, I... Th- I think every season, much like True Detective, is is go somewhere else. They travel somewhere else. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, because I want to see the one. This I can't remember if it's the first or second. Was in a neighborhood in California somewhere. I think. Mm. And then I know that one was in a one season. I, I haven't seen it. I think is in a, is shot almost exclusively in a mental institution or something like mm. that. Aren't they all? Yeah. And then the other one was called American Horror Story Freak Show, which was the last season. I haven't seen it. But Mm. it's got, it's dark. It's real dark. It's not like Constantine or Sleepy Hollow where it's, you know. There's some comedic relief. Those are more spooky and love interesty. And American Horror Story is is a horror flick that right. takes place over yeah, you know, I, episodes Actually, I think TV. she got a Golden Globe or an Emmy or something. For yeah, she's her. been nominated. Yeah. Uh, I know last year for sure, but I think even before that she was nominated for her. Yeah, and it's good. It's not my genre, though. So yeah. even though it's good and really well done in the acting, it, the, the, the material doesn't really hold my interest for, real right. well. Um, and that's just me. I would, like if, if, if you like that kind of stuff, it's, it's really, really good. Hmm. But it's good. So there's enough stuff on Hulu that, you know, it's eight bucks, it's seven ninety nine, oh. as opposed to, and you know, if you get if you only watch seven hours a month, 
you only paid a dollar per hour. Dollar an hour. Yeah, it's not right. bad. Um, you know, Netflix definitely, especially on the TV side, has a lot more. And I want to say there's probably four or five BBC shows that I've watched because they were on Hulu and they were not on Netflix. Hmm. Actually, Jessica Lange won a Golden Globe for American Horror Story in 2012. I just remember her. I'm sure I watched that Golden Globe because I always watched. And she was that a nominee. It was a two- really weird acceptance speech, I think, and that's what I'm thinking. I think about. she was a nominee. She's a really weird person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a nominee in, in 2000. She won in 2012, but she's been nominated every year since 2013 and 2014. One thing I remember about side and note. 15. The the whole one of the reasons I brought up the New Orleans thing is I have a friend on Facebook who lives in New Orleans and I think they were shooting on her street and she would take every, every once in a while she would take a picture of them shooting and post <laughs> post it on Facebook and there was Jessica Lang out on the street. Oh, that's cool. She also won an Emmy, Emmy primetime Emmy uh, as outstanding lead actress in a miniseries or movie in two thousand fourteen for American Horror Story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she could qualify as being good. I think she is good. She's <laughs> real good. Get, and that goes back to our... Uh, I really liked her in King Kong. Yeah, that when goes I, back to that conversation we had about... version. And I think you, it would be interesting for you to be there for that conversation, Ginger, because it was all about how, um, you know, when women hit 40 in Hollywood, there's a lot of complaints about there's no parts for me and blah, blah, blah. And, what we, what, and this is how I feel. There that there are parts for you as long as what you're bringing to the table is like you're a highly skilled actor and you can do anything. If you've been just a hottie for 15 years in Hollywood, then yeah, there's probably no no place for you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for action stars. I mean, all, look, all those guys have made all... Well, for instance, Dolph Lundgren, he, just, you know, he was in all those during the mm-hmm. 80s and they were huge. Now, he went and started making his own. He like produces and sells and sells them directly to Netflix and... Um, to DVD and Blu-ray and yeah, stuff, and makes a ton of money doing yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know when they spend he probably makes more money that way than he did when he was a yeah. quote quote star. Yeah. But you know a lot of that stuff fades away for the guys too. That they're a heartthrob and they don't they can't act, and maybe they have yeah. a four or five year run, and yeah, there's no parts for you. They've got to they've got to do something else. They got to break out of that. Try to either break out of that mold or, or do serious acting where they can show, hey, you know, I'm not just a pretty face. I can yeah. I can play anything. Yeah. You don't have to write the same movie for me again and again and a la, again. A la Rob Lowe, who's probably making a killing with all these direct TV spots now. Right. Well, yeah, and he's 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 everything he's done since then. He's had you know super success, and it's been on the yeah. heels of his acting, not yeah. that he's the '80s heartthrob. Right. You know, I was about to say they don't have to write the same movie for him every time as, as they do, like maybe Will Smith, <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Okay, both both Brian and Ginger have uh, now uh, again brought up their uh, personal Hollywood nemesis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Brian hasn't talked about Julia Roberts yet. Hold on, I will. That has not come I will and I finish. almost speaking of forty women over forty in acting, I that was my next. You should have. I would have destroyed her <laughs> just to see you riled up about it. I'm just a nope. girl I'm looking at a guy. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, you knew that line. So yeah. there you go. About a boy is not about a girl. What is it? About a boy, isn't it? What? what? No, no. What's the one with? Uh, what's it? Parks and then Parks and Rec? No, the movie. That, what, what that line is from? Oh. That's Notting Hill. Notting yeah, Hill. Yeah, Notting Hill. I'm just yeah. a girl looking at a guy. With, with I was the, thinking of what's his name? Hugh movie. Grant. Hugh Grant. So the movie was yeah. about a boy. Yeah. yeah. Now he. Now he's one that we need to talk about. He tends to be very. 
and I don't know if it's just his personality, but he's the same. the same kind of role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But he's funny and entertaining, but I'm not a big fan of his. But yeah, yeah. it's the same. What yeah, I could take him or leave him. I mean, just Jessica Lopez made in Manhattan. Is that what the one? J-Lo. He was in that? I thought. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, it's my gosh. Her, they were in one together. I'll have to look it up. But, yeah, he he plays the same guy every time. But he's kind of funny, though. I think, personally, he I saw him on Fallon. We, remember we saw him on Fallon the other day, and he's actually kind of funny. Yeah, he has that self-deprecating yeah, style he of humor, you know, which is... Yeah. Has its charms, I guess. And he's attractive man he's, he's aging well yeah he's always been a good looking guy and he's aging well other than his little bit with the prostitute that in real life <laughs> I said Jessica Lopez it's Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Lopez yeah I, I corrected you I just didn't say it loud enough oh PBI might rip us oh, sorry PBI and you know I, I actually <laughs> thought I was a fan of hers um, J-Lo yeah, yeah not music because yeah. it's, it's always sucked <laughs> right when she did The Cell I liked that movie, and I love Out of Sight. It's one of my favorite movies. That's one of uh, Ginger's. I will watch that every single time. Well, because she loves herself some George Clooney in that. Yeah, but Jessica, Jessica Lopez good, is great in there. <laughs> she is she, good in that. She now will be Jessica Lopez. <laughs> yeah, forever known to me is Jessica Lopez. <laughs> That's what the J is for, and J-Lo is Jessica, not Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I IMDb Jessica Lopez and it said camera operator on something. I was like, oh, she, her star is really oh, falling down. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they didn't get quote for, uh, credit for. Uh, was she on American Idol? Not American Idol. Yeah, was she a judge? Yeah, yeah she, she was American Idol. She's she's is she gone off there now? Yeah, I haven't watched that in years. Uh, I don't. Is that show on anymore? I don't even I, know. I, I, yeah, I think they just started. I think they just started a new season. I, I, I would be interested to know if. What has better ratings, American Idol or The Voice? Well, I think today, right now, it's probably The Voice. Yeah, it's interesting. I think American Idol has kind of had its moment in the sun. It's yeah. now in decline. So she was in. This is when I started watching her. She was in U Turn, which not not bad. Yeah. Her, she was in bad. I didn't. I was yeah. not a fan of that movie. Yeah, uh, not seen it. Um, then she went to Out of Sight, The Cell, and then this is where she goes off the track. The Wedding Planner. Mm-hmm. And then she blows up. The, the rom-com. Yeah. And then, days. Well, she goes into rom-com. And then that's when all of her music comes out. And she, that's when she trans- transforms from Jessica Lopez to J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> right. From Jenny. Yeah. Jenny on the block. Jenny on the block. No, she's no longer Jenny on the block. No, it was her and um, Ralph Fiennes in um, mm-hmm. Made in Manhattan. Oh. God, what a what the hell was he thinking? I don't know. <laughs> and then yeah. she went to Jiggly and Jersey Girl, two bombs. Yeah. What else from her days? Jiggly? From her days of uh, oh. dating Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the I forgot Benef- about that, too. The Benefer days. Yeah. Gosh, what a... But I guess he's still Benefer, because now he has... Now he has a new Benefer. Yeah. Or new Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer, Jessica Gardner. Jennifer and Jessica Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, he can't. He, yeah, he dodged a, a nuclear bomb and not 
marrying Jessica Lopez and marrying <laughs> Jessica Gardner. I, she's <laughs> stop. <laughs> You're confusing me. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to it's, say. It's actually I, hard to say. I think we have the name of this week's podcast. It's <laughs> Jessica something. Or Jess, Jessica's everywhere. Or, yeah. Yeah. All about Jessica. Yeah, all about Jessica. But uh, she, she, I did. You guys ever watch Alias? Not, not with, really. With Jennifer Garner. Yeah. No. Uh, I loved that show, and it is very. It's um. But you, you know, because you watched that show, you, you developed um, a man crush or boy a crush on uh, on Jennifer Garner, right? You know, I never thought she was that attractive during the. During, she was really young then. I think she's early early twenties. Yeah, that's not why I watched the show. I mean, I thought she was pretty, but I, the, the it was. It's hard to. I'm trying to how to best describe this show and, and make it make sense. It is a spy show, but it's heartwarming and funny sometimes, and not slapstick action, but it, it's kind of over the top action. And and you know she could, she's a real badass, and it's got a, a unique unique cast of characters. She's like a La Femme Nikita, <laughs> but not quite that dark, right? Right, yeah. right. It's more human. E than La Femme Nikita. It's not yeah. like all dark and, you know, got to kill everybody badass, or they're right. going to kill me. But she's still a badass. And it's a, I really like that show. I think I still have, I burned every episode to DVD, I think, at one point, And I still have, not that I would ever know where those are. Burned now. to DVD? What are you talking about, sir? BitTorrent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Illegal downloads. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Of- it, I know <laughs> if Paul hasn't seen it, I know he would really like it. Um, I'm trying to think if you guys would like that show. I like what's his name in that. The what's his nuts? <laughs> yeah, that's what's his nuts in that. Yeah. The guy that was in it with her. Oh, it's real big now. Yeah, it was uh, in the A Team. He was in the Vegas movie about. Uh... Oh, you mean the guy that she was engaged to? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Let me. What's his name? I don't know because he thought he. I think he thought he in was going to show be... in Aliens. It was yeah. Aliens. Yes. He was the FBI detective. I totally forgot about his character. Yeah, I like him, and I, I've liked him in a couple of different things. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Looking at oh, you talking about Bradley Cooper? No, no, no. He was in that show. Oh, yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I was do the, like Bradley Cooper, but that's he was the journalist guy. He was actually in there for a long time. His name is on the tip of my tongue. Um, last Here's time. Kevin on Kevin Wiseman. No, um, I'm looking and looking. It's uh, Michael, Michael Varton. Michael yes. Varton. Yeah. yeah, that was my next That's one. I, said, I, like. I think I said Jessica Gardner. It's actually Jessica Garner. <laughs> right, <laughs> Garner. <Yes>. It's all. <laughs> you're, you're, you're screwing it all up. <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm not real good at this. And he's not even drinking today. I no, I did have a beer. Either. Oh, that's I, right. That's right. But I, I drank a lot last night. <laughs> it's a carryover. Yeah, Jay and yeah. Stephanie came over, and it was... Um, it was a long day. Long this is quite a different flow without drinks, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it's the lack of. I'm going to have to have another demand. one because now I haven't had a beer. I'm starting to get sleepy. So I'm going to have to have a mar- <laughs> martini or something to wake me up. Some real alcohol. There's, yeah, I got brand new pomegranate juice in there if you want to oh. hook that up, hook that action up. I'm trying to. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm on the wagon right now. She she thinks that she needs to do a cleanse. No, no, not necessarily. Not, a, not, a, not necessarily a cleanse, but just get her body back to a state of what neutral or something or <laughs> sure. your, your pH level. Better <laughs> give a pH level. I, I realize that I drink almost every day. No, you don't. Not every day. You said that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> and then I'm not saying I get drunk every day, right. I, but I drink just, something 
every day. It's it's no, very not Frenchy. every day. I mean, I she guess drinks in a car now, on the Friday way through car. Monday. Yes, or, you know, but not. <laughs> but <laughs> Sunday through Saturday. Yes. <laughs> so I'm yeah. I'm trying to be good. I'm Why? Trying. It, well, why'd you pick today? I know, I know. I was going to see how it <laughs> went, and it's not going all that well blue. for me right now. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong day. I think so. The plot to Alias is this very world flung. There was this uh, almost like a Leonardo da Vinci, and I think his like Bobaldi is his name that had invented all these kind of sacred technologies like back in the day and all these spy organizations are trying to find them because it puts together something that if you have, you know, you can, I know it's a really bizarre plot. Uh, yeah. The way yeah. I'm here, let me, let me just read it and uh, see what it says. Let me, are you doing yeah. You got it. Yeah. Pull it up, read it. Uh, Sydney Bristol is a young athletic college, college graduate who was recruited for, uh, recruited her freshman year as a secret agent for SD six a top-secret branch of the CIA. Hmm. After a few years, after Sydney confides her lifestyle to her boyfriend, the evil head of ST6, Aaron Sloan, has him killed! Sydney learns that ST6 is part of a rogue international agency called the Alliance of Twelve, out to rule the world. She becomes a double agent, working for the working with the real CIA to bring down ST6 with the assistance of The way you're reading that does not help... Michael Vaughn and her estranged father, Jack Bristow, also a double agent. Along the way, Sydney fights various rival agents, rival terrorist groups, and traitors, all while keeping her cloak and dagger lifestyle a secret from her friends. Yeah. So, see, it's a simple plot. You know what's funny? I used to read the girls' bedtime stories like that, (laughs) and they would get so upset, they would cry. And it would be stop it, Daddy. But I would read the overly dramatic, uh, the dramatic reading. Yes. Oh, it reminds me of that guy who does the Batman thing. I'm Batman, yeah. and he does the everything. Bat and that's the Bat Dad. Reminds me of him. Yeah. Have you brushed your teeth? Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want gingivitis. <laughs> so I, w- I wasn't. I didn't watch the show because I was um, attracted to to Jessica Gar- Gardner. Um, <laughs> but. I, I I just like the show, and it had a little bit of silliness to it because of the plot. It's and they take, I mean, they t- the characters are taking all this shit super serious, and it's a little bit you're like, eh, that's a little over the top plot wise, but Kinda and like everybody's that. everybody you never know like who's on who whose side, and they form alliances all the time. And I like the show, and it was uh, AJ like Abrams' first big deal. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And um, oh, it was really, yeah, Abrams, it was really well done. And you know, he's kind of, that's his kind of stick, right? Is that action-y humor, but it takes, mm. it, this, the material takes itself serious. Um, and I, I, I liked it for the whole thing, but I didn't watch it because of Jessica. I didn't <laughs> Jennifer really become a fan of hers. And this is not the type Garner. of, the, yeah, <laughs> not, not the type of movie that I would typically uh, watch. Um, but it's got a cast that I like, and it's got Timothy Oliphant in it, who I just think can do yeah. essentially anything. I told you the other day that I liked him the other day, too. Yeah. yeah. I like him a lot. I do like him, too. Yeah. yeah. He, he can be action-y. He can be serious. He can be romantic. He's If you've seen any of the, money, uh, the movies where he's funny in, they are great. Um, so... They were they were the stars together and has Kevin Smith in it. He might even I don't remember if he wrote it or, but it's uh, called Catch and Release. Yeah, Have you seen that? we, we talked that about show. that. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that show. She is good in that. Um, but that's when I was like, man, this, she's 
I think she's almost playing herself a little bit in that. That's how it comes across. And maybe she's that good of an actress that that's not. But just really wholesome and and caring and stuff. And I, and and she's matured between Alias and Catch and Release, and she she's gorgeous. So I became a, like a diehard fan of hers then. Yeah. Um, and that oh. the rom com is not my yeah. genre. Yeah. No, not at all. Timothy Oliphant was. Uh, I didn't know this. He was uh, one of the voices in Rango. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of my. Very favorite recent animated movie. I know, and I haven't seen that yet. And the what girl, the girls went to the theater and saw it, and we've I've asked them to buy it on iTunes, and they'll, they'll no, no, that's not what we want. It is awesome. It, well, huh? it's not. It is not an animated kids movie. Well, it is. It but is but not it isn't. for kids. It, it really is, but isn't. it is, but it isn't. You know, it's 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 way over the average eight the to twelve year old the, kid. He's the voice level. of the spirit of the West. Did you guys ever see that movie, The Girl Next Door? It's really funny, and Timothy Olyphant's character in there is, is really funny. No, it came out in 2004. I think he plays a drug dealer or something like that. Um, it's pretty cool. But yeah. then he went on to do Deadwood and Catch and Release right after mm-hmm. that, which Deadwood to Catch and Release, that's total opposite. He's not in Justified, is he? Yeah, the, the, okay. yeah he's, he's the main guy. guy. Okay. He's the, the... That's why I want to watch that. Yeah, all right. Well, oh, you guys will started. love just just. It's on the Netflix queue. I asked you the other day if you want to watch that. Justify. You guys are. And did I say no? No. If you guys, the know, first season, the first season's good. Justified. Yeah, and um, it has Walt Goggins in it is the bad guy, and he's so good in it that they rewrote it so that he would be the permanent bad guy. He would be the Who's foil. He? Walt Goggins. He was in the Shield. I'll look him up. He played. Uh, we don't know that because we are horrible people. Never watch the Shield. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, you, that's what you guys need to walk, go back and watch the Shield at some point. It'll be. Difficult. I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason. Like, okay, we've never wa- we need to watch the Shield. Breaking at some Bad point. and the Shield. Why everybody else is watching it? Talk about yeah, it. Why should we watch it? So yeah. true. Yeah. You okay, let's not watch. Let's not watch Breaking Bad. Let's not watch uh, the Shield. Let's not watch uh, the Wire. You're All right. these great TV shows that we've not watched. That's right. You guys are insane. I know, but you will lo- you will absolutely love Justified. If like me going into that show, being a huge Timothy Elephant fan, oh, yeah, okay, being a huge Walt Goggins fan. I mean, it was like he's a dream. Creepy. He's a, a dream come true. That 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 series yeah. to put all these people together, um, and it's got a really good cast. Yeah, he's got a creepy look to him. Walt Goggins. Yeah, yeah, he, he, and he plays it to the hilt too. And he's he's been in he was kind of a bit movie actor and then he he got into the shield and and he played that part to the hilt and he was the real swarmy detective kind of slimy guy not hundred percent dependable um but when he went from the shield and but they oh yeah Walt well, okay now I'm picturing who I was like I thought I knew what you were talking about but no was he was in Django Unchained I don't remember yeah he was the, uh, the was he the brother. The obnoxious no, he was at the plantation. Brother? He was the he was guy, like that one was, of the overseers or something. Yeah, he was. Gonna, he was the last dude, the last kind of primary guy that Django, spoiler, kills, shoots. Oh, I think he shoots everybody. <laughs> Pretty much, good lord. They're the only ones. The gunfights in that. Two are, of them left. The yeah. gunfight that the gunfight at the at the house. Well, the first one, the big one, and then the the second one. Candy so something. Candyland. Candyland. Yeah. What do you? Th- I, I I was okay. I watched it. I, I own it. It was okay. I wasn't yeah. disappointed in it, but it 
for me, the rewatchability of it just isn't there. I think, like in Tarantino movies, that's typically I watch them fifty times. Yeah. I don't care; they're awesome. Yeah, it's not like Inglorious Bastards that you can watch, you know, over and over. It's, it's. I mean, it's, and I, I don't know. I, I say that, and I don't know how many times I watched it on cable. I've come Django, to, yeah, Django and Chain, and like if it's on playing here recently in the recent months, and so every time it's on, I usually. Always use late at night because it's so freaking bloody. But yeah. I'll like stop down and watch a little. Oh bit yeah, of it. it's it's crazy over the top. But you you guys put definitely keep that in your queue. But you will love Justified. It's good. No, it's we're good. gonna okay. we are gonna watch it for sure. Okay, and you this might, week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you might at some point poke in a, um, an episode of Alias in there. It's on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a Jessica Gardner fan. <laughs> well, no. Speaking of though, we saw her, Jennifer Gardner. She was on uh, Jimmy Fallon on, yeah, she's, on uh, yeah. late night the other night, and uh, Tonight Show. And she's really funny, really charming. She's really uh, she's got kind of this more of a, a real you know personality, down to earth personality. And just, you know, be goofy. And she's real competitive. She plays the games with him. And he's like, she's only, so this is like that night was the first night she lost, uh, she lost to him. She usually beats him in all these games, Mm -hmm. you know. So he had to challenge her to a new one. She's cool. I think she's a cool chick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm like you. I, I, like, uh, uh, Ginger asked me, you know, well, do you think she's attractive? Do you, do you think she's hot? Yeah, I was curious what you thought of her. And I was like, no. I mean, I, I think she's pretty. Uh, I don't think she's unattractive. But I've just never been like, oh, yeah, she's hot. I've never been that way with her. I just thought she was, you know. She you is, know. She's, a, she's a pretty lady, but I think yeah. her attraction is because she's just so freaking cool. She has such a cool personality. Yeah, she has a cool personality, yeah. That, she just so, doesn't have She's got that. a great smile. Yeah. And she's just... She's just that friendly girl yeah. next door type of her personality. Yeah. You know? No, um, but she's not the the, the dude sex got mom. so lucky dodging the J Lo bullet. <laughs> yeah, he got a much better deal there. Whatever. They were the oddest yeah. couple to me. I never, I never bought into it. I the, original, they, the original benefit. Yeah, I, I never. They, that was well, odd. Would and I think she's one of those people that just she became famous and she reinvented herself like mentally, realistically, who she was. Again, I, the, her early career, I, I liked her. I couldn't wait to see what else she did. Like out of sight, I was. I thought, man, she's going to make a really cool like action movie actor. And then no, it's just romantic comedies and then horrible music. And then it's all about you know. To me, she became. She went from somebody with a lot of potential and talent. And I thought to do cool stuff. Not that she's Jessica Lange, but then she became kind of the Kim Kardashian of her day. And mm. that's you know how, how she, what movie she started in? She was in that Selena movie. That that movie about what she was really she was great. She was dancer on uh, what was the Living in Living, Living Color. Color. Yeah. Yeah. She was the flag girl. One but her big break was the Selena. Selena. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which she did all the music. She sang, and she was actually good in that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Selena, haven't I did look at that when I was looking through on IMDb? But when that movie came out, you know, it was like right before that movie, right before it came out. I think she was killed. Right? It was yeah. really yeah. close. Yeah, about a year, I think. So when I was living living in Lubbock, and I wish I had pictures of this, I I don't. But we did. How many pickup trucks did you see with uh, Selena? On the all back the glass. <laughs> but we did um, at the video store. We did a Selena lookalike contest and. Um, for her, the release it was either the release of her album or the movie. Or the movie release. Yeah, and it was kind of a. I don't know why I cooked this up, but we had like three thousand people show up, man. <laughs> and, and, 
And uh, I don't. So funny. And it was kind of one of those things we kind of had to improv, like how we, if I remember correctly, we didn't have a way to vote, especially with three thousand people. So we had a st- we put a stage outside and right outside in the parking lot, and there was like five or six girls. I mean, they looked exact. They did the whole thing like from <laughs> head to toe. It ended up being like a really cool event. I was blown away by it. But yeah, I mean, fan base. Yeah. Selena had a loyal fan base, mm-hmm. and um, it was a cool event. And I think we just had to like pick whoever people cheered the loudest for or something. I yeah, don't remember. kind of the crowd. Consensus. We thought maybe hey it was going to be a little thing, and a few people would show up. But no, it was a parking lot full of people. <laughs> the cops were not happy. Yeah, they they do love themselves, some Selena. I was opening. Uh, I was on the store set, uh, opening team for the Waco store yeah. when all that went down. Waco, Texas. Yeah. They had a store in Wacko. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, they there was one, and then they redid it. It was a month in Waco. I spent a month in Waco. But yeah. if Sorry. you watch that Selena movie, and it's been years since, you know, since it really came out, I saw it. She's okay in it, and she's okay in everything until Made in Manhattan, and I think her album hit about the same time, and it was just like, oh my god, what became of this person? Terrible. All the potential. Terrible. She's doing that. Uh, she's the voice in that new home animation movie, the one with the alien. It's called Home. It's the one that Scarlett keeps talking about. Oh, uh, it's like a kids movie. It's an ana- yeah, new it's animated. Yeah, it's an animated movie. film. Um, Her and um, it's, not, it's not Pixar. Is it DreamWorks? I think it's DreamWorks. It's doing it. Like, uh, where's Paul? Where's our animation guy? Yeah, he, he would know this. But what's his name from... Uh, that movie I just loathe. I mean, that movie, TV, TV show. TV show. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Jim... What's his name? Yeah. From Big Bang Theory. He's Big, the guy Big in Big it. Big Bang Theory. I'm looking. Parsons. Jim, Par- Jim Parsons, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Jessica Lopez. She's the, she's the girl's voice. And she plays Lucy. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the alien is Jim Parsons. Oh, an alien on the run from his own people lands on Earth and makes friends with the adventurous Tip, who is in on a quest of her own. Yes, yeah. she's in that. It looks, it looks charming for kids, yeah. Yes. I know that uh, your boy... Rihanna uh, plays Tip. Rihanna, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rihanna, yeah. That's right, not, not, not J-Lo. Yeah. No, J-Lo's J-Lo, in it, too. She plays Lucy, somebody yeah, else. Oh, she's in it, too. Char- another character. Yeah. Maybe... Friend, mom, mother. Could be. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. I mean, as old as J Lo is. No, I saw some. I saw something that I, she was talking oh, about. Sorry, J Lo. Uh, your boy Walt Scroggins. Uh, Goggins. Goggins. Scroggins. Scroggins. Goggins. Same thing. Walt Scrotum. Scrotum. <laughs> I knew it was going there. I knew it. <laughs> Even yeah. without drinking. Anyway, have, anyway going you have there. the scrum sound. It's got to go to Scrotum at some yeah. point. Uh, he was in uh, Born Identity as well, and Predators. The uh, where that is, well, that's the third official movie, third Predator movie. Uh, he was one of the killers that was abducted and taken to the alien hunting. Does it matter anything after the first one? That's pretty bad, right? True. Although Predators was not horrible, it was. Uh, it was okay. It was so yeah. It was so so. I wasn't disgusted by it as a remake. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, it it was had, not, not that it, it's not a remake. I don't know if I buy Adrian Brody as an action star. Have you, you've, he's pumped. He was in that movie. He was you know that guy weighed, before he weighed like 125 pounds and he looked like 210 pounds of muscle for that show. Yeah. But uh, Walt Walton Grogan was on there. Danny, my my favorite, Danny Trejo. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Danny DeVito. I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> And Danny Danny Trejo playing a playing a, a killer badass surprise shocker there of right. course you know 
but yeah, it, it had its it had its moments. And he so um, uh, Walt Scrotum <laughs> played. Uh, he was in <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, and he played a very unique character. He played oh, a post-op transsexual. Really? And Walt's a really in shape, muscular We were talking about guy. this, yeah. weren't we? He plays a post-op transsexual. And one of my favorite TV characters of all time is um, a character on there. And John Boy Walton? No, he's my second favorite. <laughs> Not that this guy's DJ my from favorite. from BJ the Bear? Let me, I got to remember... The guy's name is actually. I guess Walt Walton Goggins and uh, Danny Trejo Trejo became buddies on maybe perhaps on Predators because in Danny Trejo's movie Machete Kills, uh, Walton Goggins was in there. Mm -hmm. Hmm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. They both have a creepiness factor to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool killer creepiness. Yeah, and Walt, I think he's a huge fan of playing the character that kind of takes you back a little bit yeah, like blows yeah. you off your, your heels and like whoa so kim coates is the actor's name he plays tig in sons of anarchy and uh he, he's a transsexual no no walt walt goggins plays that character mm. um i'll look this up yeah so it's uh i don't know how to describe so but he plays walt Plays the the transsexual to the hilt. I mean, he plays extremely feminine. Even though when he's in a dress, I mean, the dude is just ripped. But he's he's mm-hmm. he plays it extremely feminine. The voice, the emotionality, it, and it, and I think they started off as a as a joke. So I think Walt told uh, the guy that writes the show and said, "Hey, like I'd like to be on your show." And he's like, "Well, would you?" Bit play a post-op transsexual and I think he said sure <laughs> you know and then they wrote a bit for him or something like something like that there was some conversation and then but I really liked the way he played this character um, because it's so opposite Walton normally is playing the dangerous guy that's like a little too emotional always kind of on the edge might make a decision to kill you just cause if if you're in the way or he's uncomfortable about some things. But then he plays on Sons of Anarchy this post op transsexual that's very bit of very who maybe while the, has the build of a man doesn't have the mentality to even stand up for herself. I think that's what you would say mm, herself. Yeah. Um, and so if is 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 a, is faced with any physicality from another man, just essentially takes the beating, really abused. Um, obviously you grow up in a, in a household and that's what you, you know, decide you're a transsexual, you go have the operation and all that stuff and boobs and stuff. Then you're ostracized boobs. and uh, boobs. And a lot of those guys that become women that way end up as prostitutes because they're just, it's very difficult for them to find their way into society or have any kind of real world. Kind of an outcast. In yeah. a TIG is the same way. In terms of like the things that have, the, all the horrible things that have happened in that in, in Tig's character's life, which as a father you watch the stuff that Tig has to go through in the show. There's like four or five episodes, man. You just almost can't take it. And at the two seasons before the end, these two characters kind of find each other. Now Tig is a freak. He will bang anything, anywhere, <laughs> whatever, and. um he meets this transsexual, and he, you can see it in his eyes. Like you know, I never had me a transsexual before, 
and it becomes this weird sex thing, and then they make this like they're these two horribly damaged people, and they make this emotional connection that they share what they can't find anyone else who shares, which is like the pain and the sorrow that they have. So they make this emotional connection. Um, and then it actually becomes like a relationship when Tig was just like, Hey, I want to hit a transsexual cause I've never done that before. Um, Me. and, Ball, uh, falls for the, uh, yeah, they be- it becomes this great storyline. It goes right up to the end of the show and they have like, and it's just two muscled up dudes and they have these really great emotional scenes. And I, I was blown away by how far they pushed it in the show. And the sexuality piece of it, and the emotionality of of these two characters, I, I, I loved it. It was like one of my, in the last season. It was definitely one of my favorite plot lines that they had in there. It was really really of, good of SOA. Yeah, which again, you guys should watch Sons of Anarchy. I know, but everybody's I, watching it, so why should we? Yeah. You guys are the cool kids. We are the cool kids. We don't watch stuff people other people watch. <laughs> Too popular. Too trendy. Yeah. yeah. Or anti-trends. So I think we got to get a drink. You're, uh, by the way, I'm we're on the Walton Goggins kick here. Forgot a movie that he was in, and I was like, oh yeah, that's what kind of keys in my brain. The one with Duvall. No, he was in House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie's movie. Haven't seen it. Uh, He plays a sheriff's deputy, kind of the kind of the bumbling. You, you, and I might be the only ones who've watched that. Well, I'm sure there's other people in the audience who've seen... <laughs> They've watched that. And, and the only reason I watch it is because you made me. I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and then the the uh, follow-up, Devil, The Devil's Rejects. He was in... But uh, And speaking of House of a Thousand Corpses, you know who else was in it? Our buddy from Talking Dead, Chris Hardwick. Remember him in that movie? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the... One of the uh, Are you caught up on Walking Dead, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shh. No, don't, 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 don't get in there yet. I'm not. It's, no, it's funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's exactly. funny that you asked that, and I'm not going to talk about um, WD, but it's funny that you asked me that. We had that conversation a couple of podcasts ago about, you know, Paul was saying, he was reading that article about that dude that was bitching about the, the a series of a show all being made available at one time. Right. Can't talk about it yeah. with anybody. And, but and, and uh, everybody at work always, that's the first thing they uh, they ask me hey are you caught up with whatever show <laughs> yeah. and if I say no they're like hey when you get caught up hook up with me because there's some stuff I want to talk to you about yeah. I think everybody's so adjusted to that, yeah, that it's yeah. not a point of frustration it's just or that you can't you know you know oh don't, dude don't talk about it, it's only spoilers you know you're, you can like people like Paul is saying they work around that that's now. Paul's re- for looking at Twitter <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's his yeah. fucking fault. Yeah, if you read too much Twitter, I like sometimes on Facebook, I'll see something I post, or even I'll see a, pay, a post because I like the Walking Dead Facebook page and it pops up on my feed. Yeah. See, I don't and, have any of those because I know that you do have to really be careful. Yeah, and, 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 but they, they like try that. not to. I mean, the, the real post from them, now, if you read you know, somebody, some people's comments, if they start showing up in the com- seeing some comments of people post uh, saying something about one of the more recent episodes, but they try not to in their posts, they try not to give anything right. away. Uh, they may they may just say something. They're, hey, the titles of the their post are really alluding to something, and I like I will yeah. do mental leaps. Like if I read that, and I don't want that. I don't want to go yeah. into the show knowing. I that usually thing. just when I haven't seen it, when I'm caught up, it's fine. I'll read them all. But when I don't, I just kind of skim over those. I just don't don't try not to look at them and go to the next you know the next thing in the feed. You know, so it's not a, not an issue. Yeah, show me that hot inked tattooed girl where's my feed at <laughs> before we break i want to bring up something and I, I, something for you to think about when we break a show that i 
until recently, I don't know anybody has ever watched except for you and I. And you and I have talked about it in the past. And I, talk, I was talking about it to somebody today, and they said, oh, I, watch, I used to watch that show. See if you can come up with it. Oh, that's the that's what I'm thinking about. My yeah. brain's not working real well today, so <laughs> I'm gonna give it a shot. Maybe this Mar- Martini. And I are you make you want me to make them, or you want to make them? Uh, you be, make no, no, no. You better. Yeah, make them. she she makes. I make them. Like, <laughs> fucking jet yeah, fuel. There's, yeah, there's fire coming out of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The come glasses, on, the glasses <laughs> slowly melting. Come on, Mister. You like them strong? Come on. I, well, I do, but. <laughs> Nor, a half and a half that's 20% alcohol she makes her like shit like 80% alcohol I had that day that we had martinis we drank all those yeah and then I went out for drinks that after that like you guys left I jumped in the shower met some people out and I had about five Jack and Cokes after that dude I, I was shit land the <laughs> next day oh my god next, next day yeah oh my god alright let's it get happens. some drinks alright Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast. That's almost our theme song. Why are you yawning? <laughs> Come on, mama. We stayed up till what? After two watching the movie last two, night? Yeah. We watched Gone Girl last night. Was that the first time through? You had read yeah. the book, though. She read, I the, read the book. She read the book. I never knew anything about it, so it was a total surprise to me. I read, yeah. And Did you read the book? No, no. I, that's not like... Do you read that kind of book? Typically, that's not the kind of book yeah. I would read. It's just kind it was of, one pick up at the airport, read it on the plane, finish it by the time your trip is done kind of thing. That's a, I like that kind of movie, but I read, in terms of reading a book, it's kind of not my... It no followed genre. the book almost exactly. That's what I heard. And, you know, I have such a huge, big, nasty crush on her, and now I'm just scared of her. <laughs> After that movie. <laughs> Right. You liked her in Jack Reacher? Oh, man. Yeah. I loved her in that movie. Yeah, but she's I, good. Like, um, you know, she was in the James Bond flick. Uh, I think what's his name's last one? Remington Steel. Um, Pierce Brosnan. Your lookalike? Yeah. Then she your was in... Um, except I'm cooler. <laughs> um, Not so. <laughs> Not true. Pride and Prejudice. She played the older sister. And I've watched that movie a million times. Oh, mm. Yeah. That's oh. right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like her too. That's one of my favorite all-time movies. I'm you know what? who I liked Game in that Game. movie, actor-wise, actress-wise? I mean, Rosamund Pike is awesome, but the sister, I don't know who... Have you seen Gone Girl? Mm-hmm. Who plays the sister in that movie? I don't know her, but I really liked her. Ah, oh, from last... Yeah, from, from Gone from Girl. From Gone Girl, yeah. yeah. Who is that? Carrie Coon? I've never seen her before, but I thought she was really great. She reminded me kind of a little bit of... Um, Maybe I just liked her character, oh, period. I am drawing a total blank on who she reminds me of. All right, table that. You have not, no, you've not seen her on anything else. 
Yeah, I, I, she's not familiar to me. Not unless you were watching the Ironside remake series in 2014, which I don't think you were. Oh, I totally Lo- was. Loved yeah. it, loved I, it. I was a sneaking it in it when Ron wasn't home. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. Did you miss the rules piece earlier? Come on Sometimes now. I'm a rebel. Carrie, Carrie Coon with a C. Yeah. C.C. Carrie Coon. Margot Dunn. How could we screw up her name? I'm not going there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's a little uh, dangerous territory there. But... I love uh, Rosen Pike. I just think she is so pretty and so like naturally uh, attractive. Uh, and I, you know, I before Gone Girl, I probably would have questioned her acting ability depth. Mm-mm. Really? So. You were talking after, about her and Jack Reacher. Yeah. No, I, I. But that's not a demanding part. True, it's more of a minor part. Yeah, and, and it's the range of that character is not real deep. Yeah, and I thought she did a fantastic job. I really liked her in Pride and, and Prejudice. Again, she's playing kind of the ditzy older sister. Die Another Day was the James Bond yeah. movie. Yeah. Was that his last one, I think? I think so. 2002. God, I know shit. I didn't even have to Google that, Ginger. Ooh. <laughs> that's it, Brian. You know stuff. I know. But now, yeah, now she's so fucking creeped me out. Like, I read an article <laughs> last week that was like, why Roseman Pike is the scariest woman to ever be in a movie. <laughs> she's fucking crazy. <laughs> she, I, I she loved her in that. Played it to the hilt too. Yeah. So that thing ended. I was like, "That's it, yeah. really?" <laughs> Which that's that's the ending I like. I don't like the wrapped up. The wrap up. Here's yeah. what everything happened and all that yeah. good stuff. And they're actually talking about a sequel, which I think that would be a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, I do too. Well, it didn't delve into um, in the book. It it goes into a little bit more. His, um, his decision to stay. Yeah, stay, yeah. Stay you, you understand girl. more of why he decided to stay with her, when, even though he knew it was not his child and she's batshit crazy. <laughs> um, it delved into his relationship with his father, and it, it kind of alludes to, right. or gives you the idea, this is why he came to that conclusion. It doesn't do that in the movie at all. You're just like, why the hell did he stay with her? <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. Anyway. She's cray cray. Yeah. So I was. I can't think of, and and probably when you say this series that I'm supposed to be thinking about what, um, I, I can't think of it. Well, I did make myself a raspberry martini. But you've not had enough of those, not to. I did between last night and today. I'm well over my quota. This well, let me know when you want me to life. tell you. And Ron's drinking. I am drinking the uh, Captain Morgan. Not Dark Spice, but the Captain Morgan 100. Yeah. and That uh, shit is powerful strong, dude. And, uh, and not Coke, but Pepsi. No Coke, Pepsi. No Coke for you, Pepsi. It's the Pepsi full yes. sugar. It's the full-on pure cane sugar Pepsi. And I'm drinking water. And she is rehydrating. Because she got toe up from the flow up last night. <laughs> I, we had, we really? went, went and had um, massages last night. Yeah. Foot massages, so maybe I'm dehydrated from... Not just foot massages. Crotch <laughs> massages. <laughs> no. She got a little close last night. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. yeah. Our lips are so close. <laughs> and, you know, and you're not was, talking about me. <laughs> no. You're talking about the massage, <laughs> the massage My, my uh, oriental massage lady. Oriental. How, how old is that? Well, it's Jimmy old. Christmas. <laughs> it's old, inaccurate, and a little and, bit racial. And a little bit, yeah, yeah. 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 My Asian, uh, I don't know. I, I have to say Asian because I don't know if she was Vietnamese or Korean. Asian or is totally appropriate. Yeah. But my Asian massage, uh, massage. We're gonna lady. get so many letters and emails. <laughs> yeah. And, Sorry, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. 
Men Asian. Directed to Ron. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was very PC. She was a very, very thorough, very excellent massage. But yeah, when she was doing doing my uh, legs and thighs, you know, it was creeping up there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a little higher. Yeah. Come on, keep going. <laughs> what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you, you done? What are you stopping for? <laughs> That's not how this goes. Yeah. She didn't do my feet. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to change up the foot thing next time. I need. To, I need we more. paid for more upper body than. Yeah, I know, but I need. I need a little bit more. Maybe five minutes. You know, we're supposed to be like ten on the feet, and then we, I think. You know, ten, I need, ten on I, the feet and fifty on the. Right. The I think body. I need forty-five and fifteen. I need fifty on the feet, and, and I don't know that and I Damn it, lady! I need you to torque my foot. I need you to like like twist it a little bit and turn and stretch it. You know, yeah. I like that stretch. I don't know that I would want to. Like, I love a foot massage so much. My feet hurt all the time. But I would just whatever you got to pay to just stay on the feet <laughs> well it, it's called foot spa well yeah and it's supposed to be 30 30 like 30 on the body 30 on the foot you know so that was that was the original setup yeah Can and that, just, that was they did, get hey just an hour on the feet you could yeah, if you, you want can. to yeah so what i've started doing the last couple of years is i'll t- i'll sit and watch tv and i'll take a tennis ball and put it underneath my bare foot and like roll it back oh and your forth. foot okay yeah, yeah, up my ass. I got a tennis ball up my ass. I can shoot it about 30 yards now. Yeah, it's pretty and, good. And I'll, it feels so amazing. I will sit there and do that, and then the next day my feet hurt, and I have to come back and, and redo it because my feet are so bruised from it. I'll just The foot massage thing is very good. Yeah. So what? I cannot think of what show you're talking about, a show that just me and you watched. Yeah, anybody I've ever talked to, I've not talked to a lot of people who have really ever watched this show. Um, Baba Black Sheep. Yes. Baba <laughs> Black Sheep. I thought that was the cool. I thought Conrad was the baddest dude, ass dude I when I was love eight that years show. old. I was eight, and what you had been, you'd be like twenty five. Then. <laughs> 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 but I just thought it's he like was 12. the, the <laughs> between uh, Baba Black Sheep and Wild Wild West. I thought this dude is the shit, man. Yeah, Pop, uh, Papa Boynton. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I had I made uh, those uh, the old F four U whatever uh, Corsairs. Right. I made I had those models in my plane yeah. with Marines on them. Uh, man, I love those show. fold up wings. Yes. So cool. Yeah, they were a badass plane. Words, yeah. words for, for their day. Words. For their for their day, they were a badass. This fighter. is a total girl conversation. Wake me up when you sorry hear sorry for delving off into boyhood land. Yeah. Into talking about cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, now back to your nerd stuff. <laughs> back to your girly stuff. <laughs> Um, the the show uh, that you and I used to talk about, and this, I mean, we've we've you and I have had this conversation about this show for years. Is Northern Exposure? Uh, <sighs> love that show. I know, girls. So I met somebody the day was somehow it came up in conversation. That's They're in like, I used to watch forever. that. Yeah. Chris, Chris in the morning, yep. like philosopher, local cool guy. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what how long ago that was. It's been years since that yeah, show's been me, on. Let me consult. Wrong new. Please consult look that up. the directory of armaments. Armaments here. And you know, it is old, and I'm trying to think like how I watched that because I didn't really watch back in the day a show like that. I might have watched that on DVD through Netflix because I've never been a big 1990 to 1995. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it on that long? Yeah, no, it's got a lot. Now, the, the, one hundred and ten episodes. The last season is not fantastic. Um, I think I at some point I probably kind of stopped watching it, but I. Well, it, again, there's there's a cool thing that shows do, and they paint themselves into a corner on this. It's the love interest. Will they? Will they? Won't? Will they not? And that definitely has that between the doctor and the airline, airplane pilot, the mm-hmm. bush pilot. 
Um, and that just became became that becomes a beat down. You start having a trick shows up after you know three, four, or five seasons, and I still love that show, man. Well, they pursued her for a good what? How many seasons until right. they finally hooked up? Yeah. And then I think it. I think that was part of the. the Part of the the show is that he's always pursuing her, and she's almost interested, but you can't quite tell. And right. and then there's him, there's Chris in the morning, the old guy, the <laughs> retired astronaut. I love that he's from yeah. here, from in Texas. I love that guy. That I Bar- love that everything about that. Barry show. Corbin, is that, guy, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And Mar- the, Maurice the, played Maurice. Maurice, his like at the bar, super right. to the point, direct. Um, receptionist, the she's Eskimo, and she's just yeah. always fucking him up, like with eight words, and he's just like, oh, I don't know what to say, just okay, yeah, yeah, that was a great show, but yeah, I don't know, I've n- met very few people that have ever <laughs> ever really and, watched and, that show. And what was the? Never the, seen one episode myself. The Never. kid, uh, he was like seventeen, eighteen, and he, um, and there was the old guy that had married the much younger girl, yeah. and she was like nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. He was maybe fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and then the the kid that was not the sharpest tool in the shed. Right. I really liked him. I I loved everything about that show. Yeah, yeah. I would. I I'm gonna have to. I bet that's on Netflix. I'm gonna have to go. Back I was and gonna watch ask that. you. I was gonna ask you. I no, was gonna I, say Hulu actually. Doesn't that seem to be their kind of thing? No, I think Netflix would be on that. They, they, uh, Hulu does the super old or the right now. Mm. It may not be on anything because just you know usually on uh, who do I need to write a letter on to? IMDb? On. Usually they tell you what it's what how it's available, and it just says the only thing it says we're available availability is on disc at Amazon. It's on. You can get it on Amazon. It's four ninety nine. No, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Hang on. Yeah, it looks like it's only on. We need to, all of our followers to write a letter to. Well, first we've got to figure out who uh, did. Well, I guess you could write Netflix or write Amazon Prime. <laughs> write a letter Prime. to who? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, about the, yeah, I was talking about the original show. But. I know at one point it was on Netflix, but yeah, it just says on desk at Amazon. Well, they, you know, they pull shows off and on or, you know, when they write contracts you know, that, that shows greatness like it had a, a very specific tone mm-hmm. it, to it and it was it had a little bit of a twisted reality to it um and it had it was you know like with the whole chris in the morning i mean they were definitely bringing up topics that they were trying not be preachy about but try to make you think you know it was this romantic comedy deal between these two characters for the most part was right. the driver of the show but it also was a little bit intellectual at the same time in its, in this, its approach and, and had a, a really great cast, cast of characters. And, and I always thought that the writers on that show had to be pretty pretty on top of their game. I have no idea what that was on. What Was that NBC? Um, it seems like an ABC show to me. I don't know. Though. I'm trying to think. It's before anybody was doing it, was just network television almost. The, yeah, back oh, then, yeah. before yeah. they were doing it, sure everything. it was at that time. Uh, Joel Fleischman is fresh out of medical college and fresh out of luck. No, I'll do the overly dramatic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joel Fleischman is fresh <laughs> out of medical college <laughs> and fresh out of luck. Dun dun dun! Failing to read the fine print in his scholarship conditions, he finds he has no choice but to move to the remote and somewhat eccentric town. Of Sicily, in the wilds of Alaska, filmed in Washington State. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. Huh. 
Rosalind Washington. It, it, you know, part Washington. of that, the, the draw to that show is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was supposed to be filmed in Alaska, so you can imagine the sets yeah. and the yeah, And it was just like one main street. And then, the, let's, kind of the, going back to the reality of the show, it had this wholesomeness to it a little bit. It, you know, authenticity kind of. Well, it was, they were isolated. It was like, almost like the cast of characters from a 50s TV show, mm, right? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of like, modernity to it and all the angst about you know stuff if you watched a show that was set in like a new york or la or something yeah. like that it's out in the middle of nowhere it's a really slow paced life it's kind of a little bit of a mon- mundane you see the same cast of characters every day as you're yeah. walking through the village going down to the coffee shop but i really liked it and it was so he was such a fish out of water that that added a lot to a lot of the humor he didn't understand everybody. He thought he was the smart, and that's what what's funny is like he thought he was smart and knew it was up. But his receptionist, who would barely ever talk, every time they would have a conversation, she'd outsmart him or say something he couldn't have come back to. Right, and then he'd just damn it, and he would just like have to storm <laughs> off. I don't know. I I sort of watched this show from time to time, but that show Ed that was on mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yep. I think I always got the the idea or got the feeling that they were trying to do that was trying to do it was a reboot of North Northern Kinda Exposure where they were trying to base it on that they were trying to do it never never pulled it off but I, I got Ed the feeling Ed was on there for four, se- four seasons though it had a pretty good decent it was life. okay it was not great it wasn't it wasn't Northern Exposure but I I got the feeling they were trying to do that same thing I liked it I watched the first two seasons of Ed and I did I liked it a lot I really liked Tom Cavanaugh yeah I, and I'm that was why he was he, he, he kind of easy to watch it was a little bit less fish out of water and more he was just having a hard time with things I feel but I liked it I, di- I didn't watch the last two seasons though it wasn't Northern Exposure though no, no. <laughs> a few shows are yes like I could like um did did they? I guess maybe they went back and forth. They would either open or close on a Chris in the Morning episode, and he would talk about philosophers and opening the, these great universalities, great. Yeah. and that would kind of encapsulate what you the the theme of the show was going to be about. And he would talk about Descartes, and he's just this little radio guy. And I always thought that was kind of a cool <laughs> thing that he was trying to bring. A little bit of a little uh, culture, yeah, culture to there, but also I think too that the again this has to be a function of the writers. The, the writers are thinking about these universal things that everybody has to deal with in their life, and they're going back and what's the philosopher that spoke about that, or the great poet, or the great speechwriter, and they were bringing that stuff in, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to write a little show that's kind of going to nudge around that kind of a, a of a thing. I I, I love the show. And I'm disappointed now that you brought it up, and I can't go watch it. Tabby. And that I brought it up and not you. Write your congressman. Yeah, yay for me. Score. I'm getting getting Ted Cruz on the phone. (laughs) God, he'll do something. He'll nuke Russia and get it back online. (laughs) Stop at nothing to get shit done. Come on, Mr. Limited Government. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll nuke the world unless Northern Exposure is immediately back on... Yeah, I think Monday he's going to announce for president. He already did. He did this I week. I saw oh, USA uh, Today. I, I think they're pre-announcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Go ahead. 
God help us. I know. Um, there's this. It's. I don't even want to think about the politics for the next couple of years. <laughs> it's it's dumb and dumber. That's basically. a whole basically, different basically, podcast. Yeah, the options yeah. are yeah the pol- political podca- podcast. I was trying to think like with Ed and what other shows have been sort of kind of like Northern Exposure. I don't know that I could think of another one that's it, even. Am close. I wrong? I mean, maybe that was just the field. Do you do you think it's that they were trying close. to kind of do that? I don't. Maybe not, but. It's close. I mean, it has that same kind of like vibe to it. But um, just thinking through all my favorite Northern Exposure episodes. Remember the one where the 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 guys like the germaphobe builds that big old house up there. No, he's it's been like a, so long. He's almost like the boy in the bubble, but he builds this like house, just like the house in the bubble, the boy in the house or whatever. No, I think one uh, Northern Exposure won two Golden Globes. Had, uh, I don't know how, like, is Under the Radar, is that show flu? How did it make it that many seasons? I don't know. Talk to people. Nobody ever watched yeah, it. No. Watches it. One or ten episodes. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a big good, in Alaska. That's a good amount. All nine people in Alaska watch the shit out of that show. <laughs> <laughs> and Washington State. So keep it on the air. That's where it's filmed. Yeah, they're high there, though. They'll watch anything. That's right. They got weed legal now there. Yeah. I was speaking of Alaska and weed. That, remember the, I don't give a fuck, I can't take any more newscaster that quit? She was she she started a weed club or something like that in Alaska. And on, have you not seen that? No. You guys no. got, so she's in the middle of her newscast or whatever. And she's an, she's an on-air anchor? She's, she's an on-air anchor. She's very, I don't think she's the main anchor, but she's on-air. Yeah. And she's very pro-weed uh, and legalization. Um and uh, she's a lady. She's a black lady in Alaska, which maybe there's like three other ones. I would. I feel like, you know, and three other black people, three other black people on TV in Alaska. Black women in Alaska. Yeah, it's a very white state in all ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. And well, she's, not, well, wait, no, no, it's not true. You cannot. You have to count the Pacific Islander indigenous population. I have to count them as black people. No, as as why are you non, so racist, Ron? As non-white folk. Okay. You're very un-PC yeah. today. Yeah, what's wrong with <laughs> I'm not un-PC. I'm just stating facts. And, you know, Alaska is known for having It's the a drinking Eskimo. game. Every time Rod's un-PC, <laughs> you take a drink. And, and I think, too, here, and I'm not going to Google this, because I think calling them Eskimos is just like calling Orientals. <laughs> it's not what they are. They're, aren't they Inuits? Well, I think you're getting too uh, no, no, I, no. I don't. I don't know that I am. I think that like if you talk to an Asian person, call them Oriental, they're going to freak out and punch well, you in the face. Okay, yes, or, the Oriental, yes, versus Asian thing. But I'm talking about Eskimo. rugs can be Oriental. Yeah, yes, you're exactly right. Who rugs? rugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't get you know. I, let me see your best Asian rug. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that doesn't really work. That doesn't you know? work because <laughs> the Orient is half of the world, including like yeah. Africa. Right, Europe. technically, yeah. It doesn't make yeah. Any- nobody says Oriental anymore, <laughs> or Eskimo. <laughs> no, I, I don't know where I dug that up. I think they're Inuits. I don't know that they're Eskimos. Those Google are pies, dude. Yeah. Those are pies. What's wrong with you? Eskimo that's your, pies. That's your show name now. Well, racist for <laughs> yeah. Eskimo. Those Eskimo pie people are racist. Hmm. Don't call them. That. All right, let's see here. Let me do. Um, and, Still in IMDb. Yeah. I'd like to welcome. We've officially alienated nobody. <laughs> We'd like to welcome racist Ron to the show. <laughs> I'm gonna be like Paul. No, don't, 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 don't typecast that. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Now we're bringing that. I'm up. not the bumbling. I'm not the bumbling guy. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. Call that off. I don't want people to think that. So yeah, don't blame uh, me for your mistakes. Which I've made many. <laughs> I'll own it. I'll own it, motherfucker. I knocked that shit over. I was right. I was hammered, yeah. shit faced, a high on heroin. But I don't want people to know that or think that. No, it was me. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, um, the, what am I going to say? Northern Exposure, you you totally went racist on Eskimos. <laughs> 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 and you, you, still, you distracted me so bad. <laughs> but I don't know that there's a lot of shows like that. Because for me, it had that very old school thought America. It was in the 90s, but it was still felt like it was a cast of characters from the 50s. Like watching um, My Three Sons or something like that. And not that it's that overly done wholesomely, but it it had a very unique vibe. And it was funny. It was yeah. humorous. It was yeah. philosophical. It made you think every episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ask more update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the I'm on, I'm on the Wikipedia page under the under Eskimo mm-hmm. heading. It says the Eskimo are the indigenous peoples who have traditionally inhabited the northern circumpolar region from eastern Siberia, aka Russia, across Alaska, United States, Canada, and Greenland. The main two, the two main peoples known as Eskimo are the Inuit of Canada, northern Alaska subgroup in Inupiat. And Greenland and the Chukchi people of eastern Siberia and the Yupik of Alaska and Siberia. The Yupik comprised speakers of four distinct Yupik languages. One used the Russian Far East, and the other is among the people of Western Alaska. It goes on and on. Whatever race. While the term Eskimo is sometimes considered offensive in its linguistic if in its you're lingu- an Inuit. Yeah, in its in its linguistic origins. It is not a fundamentally offensive word. Alternate terms such as Inuit Yupik, Yupik <laughs> have been proposed, but none have come into widespread acceptance. In Canada and Greenland, the term Eskimo has fallen out well, of favor. Well, I think it's okay to say the word cracker. <laughs> Unless it's in certain contexts. <laughs> yeah. In Canada and Greenland, the term Eskimo has fallen out of favor as pejorative and has been widely replaced by the term Inuit. That's what your point was. Yeah. Alaska natives are specific are terms specific to a particular tribe. Under U.S. and Alaskan law, however... We will never change that shit in the, in the United States because we still have the Washington Redskins. Well, of course. They're, we will call them Eskimos until the day... Yeah, and it's, I think it's the next point. Here. So, you, if you're of that... Ilk? That tribe? Yeah. That ethnicity? They do, not, they do not call themselves Eskimos. Do they call themselves Native Alaskans? Well, under U.S. and Alaskan law, no, however, they don't. Well, neither do Indians. As they well as the Native linguistic Americans. and cultural traditions of Alaska, Alaska Natives refers to all indigenous peoples of Alaska. So the, the correct PC term is Alaska Natives. This includes not only groups such as the Alouette, who share a recent ancestor with the Inuit and Yupik groups, but also largely Wait, unrelated. It's PC to who, though? Huh? <laughs> it's PC to who? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know the, what's funny? Like the, the indigenous people I, of Alaska. I listen to these, uh, um, all these linguistic podcasts because I, I find it like really, really super interesting. You know that m- most of the terms that how many freaking podcasts do you listen to? Dude? Tons. <laughs> the, dude, uh, when do you sleep? <laughs> yeah, never. That's his problem. He doesn't sleeping for sissies. <laughs> 
Um, he only sl- he only hangs upside down like a vampire about two hours a day. Yeah, total darkness. You drink the blood <laughs> of your victims, and it makes you strong. That's what I'm saying. And it's and it's kids. Yeah, go ahead and find whatever you need. I got a podcast to watch. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and eat whatever you find in the refrigerator. They can make yeah. their own food now. Yeah. Yeah, they can kill it and skin it and <laughs> drain the blood out of it. Yeah, the neighborhood dog. Does D drive herself to school okay. yet? Yeah. Damn, she damn close. Those small animals don't. If I, I get, she's so like wanting to be independent on the getting so back. She wants to ride her bike from here to school. Well, that's seventeen four miles. miles. <laughs> There's no way you're ten. You're not going four miles on a bike through all the traffic in this neighborhood. Yeah. If no. you add one more podcast, you'll be there. So the. Um, what you call, like what one group calls another group of people ethnically or whatever, normally, like especially if you go back and what the French call the Germans, what the Germans call the French. Krauts. It's always, see? <laughs> it's always, I was thinking what the French call them. Yeah. It's always, it tra- in their native language, it's us and them. It's it, it, like the, the, the French still call the Germans Alamini, which is like a German tribe from like, the a thousand years ago, yeah, the four hundreds, <laughs> and at that time, it meant those people, the others, not us, right? You know, yeah, not our but, tribe. And then that's tribe. how everybody, the tribes in like you, you, Germany and and French and the, almost all that stuff. How what they call what their term is for that country, the people from that country is almost you can trace it back to meaning people not us, right? Them. There's us, yeah. and then there's people not us. Yeah. And whatever that word is is what they call it's the us. next country mm. over. It's us and them. What do, you, what do you call them, Ron? Them. Yeah, it's something terrible and pejorative and <laughs> stuff you wouldn't want to say. Right answer. Yeah. You knew that was right Whatever answer. the common term is. <laughs> now. Whatever the other. I may not have updated my Rolodex in the last five years, but... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta stay up with that stuff, man. Because you never know. You never know. You can be around some Inuits, and you may say that. <laughs> kick yeah. your ass at the bar. There's a lot sorry, of here sorry, Inuits, if you prefer that term. <laughs> so, what do you call um, people from Spain, Mexico? What do you call them? Well, from Spain, it'd be Spaniards. Okay, what about from he Mexico? Calls them bastards. I think the last time we were talking, it was a little bastards <laughs> from Spain. <laughs> That's not true. I'm making no. that up. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm asking a valid question. A valid question? Uh-huh. Well, what, what do you call somebody well, from Wouldn't Mexico? the uh, PC term be Hispanic? Yes. Hispanic, I just want Hispanic to people? I just want peoples? to test you. I just want to see. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's some, there's some uh, folks from Mexico that are proud to be called Mexicans because that's their country. Sure. Just yeah. like we're Well, they almost Americans. all are. Like, they're native. Nat- but it's very they're. NPC these days to be called well, I think for the technically ultra-hyper PC folk, are. you know, yeah. Well, I've, I've had, uh, I've worked with and, and had a wide range of Hispanic people work for me. And some right. of it, depends on what area of the country they're from. Like, if sure. they're ca- from California, like, I think they call themselves Latinos. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's all a big mix of what country and all that stuff, but... They they would they would get to arguing with each other like what they should be called you know <laughs> no man a Mexican no no we're Latinos why you gotta go Chicha Chong on us man <laughs> <laughs> racist wrong I know I'm just doing voiceovers folks <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right so I don't there was a big announcement this week and you guys probably don't keep up with this kind of stuff but Sony announced their big cutting the cable um, you can stream. Uh, for I think $30, like 40 or 50 channels. I don't remember off the top of my head. So it's <clears throat> another step down to like 
cutting this cable thing and you know the HBO we talked about last time with HBO mm-hmm. now for 14.99 I still think at the end of the day once there's more people in this game these prices have to come way down I mean right. it's ridiculous you can get I think a subscription to ESPN only or they're going to have one for ESPN only and just for ESPN and its channels it's 20 bucks a month can what yeah I mean I get yeah. it there's a lot of sports and stuff on everyone put I have I know a lot and this is the dumb game of cable. I know a lot of people at work they pay two hundred dollars a month for cable so they can have ESPN. Mm, yeah. For them, this is a good deal. Cut the cord and pay twenty bucks. Yeah, save sure. hundred and eighty dollars yeah, right, a month. If that's all you care about. But if you have a, a wide but range of taste then, those people that, that just want ESPN, wouldn't they just get like the basic package that gets that only or instead of getting it. like or getting like instead of getting the <laughs> ultra package that has everything in it? And they're not that smart. These ESPN oh, people are not that smart. Right, right. No, but they they do. <laughs> they, they'll ES- have a movie. Sorry, ESPN viewers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fans. We, we want to be equally offensive. Um, but <laughs> oh, now you've just alienated the ESPN oh, people. Dude. <laughs> Show's going down the tubes already. Oh no. <laughs> um, but the the yeah, twenty bucks. I just thought like if I if I'm thinking that through and I am going to cut the cord and. I want to go ESPN, or I'm going to pick up some kind of a la carte between all the services that are available now and will be available. Is ESPN worth twenty bucks? I mean, whatever the package you're talking about, what's the minimum pa- package that has ESPN? Is it eighty dollars a month? Sixty dollars a month? There's Something like basic, right? Yeah. Does twenty? Maybe no the basic package. Or the, ESPN? Yeah, the basic, no, no. It's they had a HD. huge war like years ago that to get out of the basic package. Yeah. Oh. Maybe the next tier, next one up, but. Okay, but, eighty. We'll say just yeah. say so $80. Is $20 of that $80 go to ESPN? No. No. So how like when everybody's broken apart and you just like go to a website and a la carte pick, here's the ten things I want, there's no way that ESPN stays at twenty dollars. No, I can't see HBO staying at fifteen dollars. I, that's the th- I, I think ESPN. a lot of this though is just them experimenting to start with. You know, let's throw it out there for yeah. twenty bucks, you yeah. know, or for forty bucks. And it, and it may be the, the the technology required to do all this has some investment on their side, and they have to recoup that before they can come out and lower it or something. Yeah. I don't I don't know how any of that works, but they get computers and yeah wires and shit. Nerdy uh, guys <laughs> deciding all this stuff. Yeah, screwed over by the nerds. <laughs> um, it seems like at some point. Two, Sorry, nerds. Four years ago, equally <laughs> offensive. We back this up, and it AKA becomes Paul. less less about. Um, I mean, we've already offended all the dildo users out there several times. Which, <laughs> hey, we are equal. What do they sell? Like opportunity, a, a billion dollars a year, or something like that, in dildos. Let me Google that. <laughs> what is the what if is, Paul Alomar oh, yearly dildo delete, sales? Delete the Allen part, yeah. please. Yeah. If Paul were here, he would know that number. Yeah. Nearly deal little sales. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be looking. At it's fifteen billion dollars of sex toys every annually. Oh, that's all sex toys. So let's narrow it I down. Know, to but at least a billion of that dildos. is dildos, right? <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, or some other thing that goes somewhere. Accoutrement. They are uh, to be French. They're personal massagers, sir. <laughs> they used to be. They used to be. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> another question. What percentage of sex toys? I'll, I'll look that up. So, well, and and, and uh, you know, sales. And it depends also on your state laws. Like in what? Uh, in Texas, yes, 
in the state of Texas, or at least around here, as far as we know, uh, the personal massagers are meant for, can only be sold with uh, the uh, those little stickers that say for uh, novelty purposes only, <laughs> where in Oklahoma they can be sold for whatever, but yet Oklahoma, cannot, Oklahoma doesn't sell any uh, X-rated film, X-rated um, films they have to, that's only allowed in Texas. It's weird how each state does their own, you know, how sex is regulated in each state. Okay, sex toy statistics. <laughs> is this sextoystatistics.com? I so never want to look in your history. <laughs> On this computer, it's not bad. <laughs> and what's funny, like I was showing, I was, we were ordering Chinese food today. And uh, on the the PC that all this stuff is kept on, um, I did Google Real Doll the other day when we were talking about it in the podcast. <laughs> right. And when you start a browser, it comes up with like, hey, these visually it has all of them loaded up now in right. IE, and it does that in Safari as well. Yep. And I came up and was going to Google uh, Chinese food and our zip code, and um, realdoll.com was there, and I was like looking at the kiddo and I'm like she's not looking at it she's like get up and she was just looking Explosive. at what I was typing in Google I was like oh thank gosh um, so 44% Please of women between be. 44% of women between 8 and 16 have used a toy I'm trying to see 8 Three. and 16? 8? that's like kids I'm sorry, 18 and 60. Did oh. I say 8 and 16? Yes. Yeah. I was, oh trying, to, wow. I was trying to talk and scan. Yeah, yeah uh, let's, let's get those numbers straight. <laughs> That's a fucked up stat. we got to change this, America. <laughs> yeah, what are you people doing? No, 44% of women between 18 okay, and 18 and 60. Yes, okay, I, I can buy that. The world's <laughs> oldest dildos around 28,000 years old. God, that's... that's a, well, it's 11 inches long and made from stone. <laughs> Very porous, very scratchy. <laughs> that does not sound like a it good time. It resides in the Allen household. <laughs> the the polyurethane synthetic materials were a godsend to the uh, to the old stone uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> that where do you think? Why do you think that's why rubber was invented? Exactly. Um, it reminds me of that line from um, Orange Is the New Black the other night, where the Russian uh, cafeteria woman red. Red, she's complaining about that she can't keep anything that's uh, that's uh, penis shaped yeah. in the kitchen. All cucumbers, carrots, they all disappear from the commas from the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're on a, you're in a women's prison, so you know a little bit of that going on. The uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, here we go. This actually, oh, this has got a graph, a chart. All right, um, nineteen point two percent. This is a nice little. Uh, Pie chart. Um, <laughs> 19.2% of uh, sex toys are vibrators. Nearly a quarter. Fifth. 16% are rubber penises. Those are those should be like lumped together, don't you think? Maybe. Well, all vibrators so, are penis shaped, sir. I'm not. I'm not making that up. But is only 8.5% are rubber vaginas. 8.5. Whoa! Now does that include flashlights? They got to be up there. Like twelve percent of all sex toys sold are anal beads. You guys are a bunch of freaks. Twelve percent. Eighteen point. Oh, eighteen percent. I'm sorry, it's twelve percent. Twelve percent. Yeah. Good lord. And two percent of those vibrate. <laughs> and uh, highest sex highest sex toy purchase per capita, Alaska. 
<laughs> what else do you do? It's, it's so weird. It's dark it, all the time up there. It's Alaska, the Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, and Idaho have the highest concentration of sex toy buys per it's capita. Cold, you gotta, you gotta have something to do. Stay it, warm. It, it truly is all that. And then the it's northern states: Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, and West Virginia is the only one that's south. Well, it is West Virginia. Yeah. And I can say that because I used to live in Virginia. So. <laughs> yeah. So it totally allows me to make fun of them. That's right. I can make fun of them if I want. <laughs> That's right. So, but, the, so the Eskimos love their sex toys? Is that what we're saying? They're number two. Yeah. Wyoming is number one. Wyoming? Get the freak on up there. And the thing is, what's funny is, is you think about it, population-wise, Wyoming is not that densely populated. Yeah, but every other dude's got a dildo in his back pocket, according to this thing. <laughs> or anal beads. Or a rubber penis. Not in their back pocket. <laughs> yeah. They're not riding the range and speaking with a little uh, extra. <laughs> oh, this, this saddle feels really good today, boss. This went south fast. You know, you know who invented the... Uh, the what do what were you calling it? The not the vib- not the vibrator. What was that massager? Personal massager. Personal massager was a doctor. Yeah. And back uh, in the day, uh, women who were this, but this up- thing was like as big as a belt sander back then, right? <laughs> were uptight or too antsy all the time. They would get they would be sent to the doctor and they would be prescribed um, that they would have to be orgasmed. So the doctor. Would get the personal massager out and do it, or do it digitally. What was that pop? By the way, it wasn't our recording stopping, was it? I don't think so. Double check, double check recording. No, it's going. Okay. And that would be the prescription. Would be oh this this oh. ma'am, you must have more orgasms. Yeah. You what? You you will not stop nagging. So they would get sent to the doctors, and they would get a <laughs> prescription for this. I have never heard this. I didn't make it up. It's real, I'm not so sure. It's real science. <laughs> it's real science. <laughs> we are talking about probably back in the 50s when, you know. No, it was in like the 1800s. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Like in New okay, York. I can, I can buy that then yeah. for sure then. Um, let's see if I can find this. That I, brings up another show that I want to talk about. An old, Go for it. An old school show? Uh, no, it's new. It's fairly new. I don't know. Actually, I don't know that it's on anymore. It's on HBO, and I have caught it a couple times, and I've always... Um, it's set in the olden days. No, it's it's set in like the fifties. Um, it's uh, an HBO show. Yeah, I think it's HBO. Oh, I hate to bring it up, and I don't know what the name of it is or anybody in it. Mm. Um, and I you think need- the premise of the show is there's a doctor who, uh, or a sci- or a scientist who. Is doing these studies, and it's in the fifties, where you know it's very oh, tight. I think, I think I know what you're talking um, about now. It's a TV show. It's a it was an HBO's HBO miniseries. Yeah, I, think. I don't think it's a miniseries. I thought it was. A, a, I think it was more than uh, one season. I think it was a miniseries, and I caught it a couple of times. And I, the one with most death. Uh, no, it's the maybe. dude. Was he in that? Well, most death was in a the one where the. Uh, he was the assistant, but not a doctor, to a famous doctor, and helped him with for years and years with his research. I can't remember the name. That was a movie, wasn't it? It was a miniseries, I thought. 
Oh, sorry. I brought something up that I didn't have any facts. God on. dang it. Man, PBI is going to be all oh, over. Oh, the wrath of PBI. <laughs> bring it. Don't bring up stuff you don't know about. You're not prepared for. I know. Well, man, Ginger. Do you know what such. Did you find it? No. I know what you talk. Well, my mic just twirled on my way because I stepped on my foot in the cord. Something the Lord made is that it was a TV movie. No, that's not. No, this that's is a series. Wasn't it something, something related to the Masters and Johnson? No. Masters of Science, Masters they, of Sex, Masters, Masters, of, Masters sex? of Sex. That sounds familiar. Let's. They the Masters and Johnson. Um, what's his name? Did the movie for that, which is really good. Yes, Mas- Masters of Sex TV series. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Showtime. It's on Showtime. I caught that a couple times, and I actually thought it was not too bad. The the movie that uh, Liam Neeson did was pretty good too. The original research and all that stuff into the uh, all the sex studies. Yeah, yeah. When he went, but uh, his basic ambition in life was like, hey, let's take all this from the anecdote to go out and actually do research. Get some real science on it. Yeah, and then from day one, they figured out that people are freaks. (laughs) Shut up! I don't need science to tell you that. Okay, here's the synopsis. Here's the synopsis. Uh, William Masters and Virginia Johnson are known as pioneers of the science of human sexuality. Their research shoots them to fame on a trajectory that takes them from humble beginnings to the Midwest to cover to the cover of Time magazine. Masters is a brilliant scientist who is out on who is out of touch with his own. F- no, it's not knocked up. Here. That was Michael Sheen who plays. Uh, yeah. It, it's got Dr. good. It's got some William really great Masters. characters in it too. Lizzie Kaplan plays. Yes, Dr. I like her. Virginia. You know her? No, uh, I don't think Johnson. Not. Yeah, she's good. What well, is Masters and Johnson after all? So anyway, that's a that reminded me. Thirty-six of episodes. And it says it's been renewed for season two. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so thirty-six episodes is one season. Well, it, well, maybe that is. It's got no. They always show two. like the uh, include filmed and announced on okay. IMDb. So here's the, this is from the straightdope.com, um, or just straightdope.com. Did Victorian era doctors use vibrators to treat hysteric female patients with orgasm therapy? Um, that's the title of the, and then that's the question. Cecil writes in, is it true that Victorian doctors used to masturbate neurotic female patients to orgasm and use special new inventions, i.e. vibrators, to do so? If so, does that does this have any connection with Freud's theories on female sexuality? Answer: Cecil's the the guy getting written to, and then Rob King. Um, yes, with just a few tweaks, the women were diagnosed as hysteric, not neurotic. Vibrators were used, but contrary to the rumor, that wasn't their original purpose. And Freud helped end the practice and not start it. So yeah, they would get diagnosed as neurotic. Um, or yeah, hysteric women yeah. and be sent to the doctor so the doctor could get them off. We got How many women down. would want to go to the doctor today <laughs> for this very service? And how many guys would go to med school? Oh, to do whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be paid. How many years I go to, to school this. for that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. All the doc that probably like imagine when they switched it when they no longer were doing this. The doc, you how many years of med school I went to do this? <laughs> Now I can do it just with one click on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> bingo, bingo. I can be a doctor and I don't know how we help, got all, help the ladies out. Yeah. But yeah, I read that years and years ago. There was a, there's a book about it. Interesting stuff. So you guys watched a movie? You watched a TV series? 
all that stuff. That's all you guys have watched this week. So disappointing. Yeah, but I have a, uh, I have, a, I have a series to talk about. Oh, something I, I was going to bring up last week. I thought about bringing up last week, but I saved. I wanted to table it till my lovely wife Ginger was here to talk about it. Because I think I do remember you saying something. You were, hey, there's something I want to talk about. I'm gonna wait till Ginger's here. Yeah, I gotta wait till she was. She's here, and I'm sorry, Paul, that you're not here. But uh, uh, I, I want to talk I, about Archer. No, we've already done talk about Archer. Okay. Um, as great as it is, funny as it we're is, we're going to talk about Archer Vice. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like uh, Law and Order; they're going to do seventeen different iterations of that, <laughs> right? No, no, this is a series. It's only done one. It's only done one season, and it, it may only be one season. Although I think there was some scuttle about maybe it, maybe it being having a second season. Um, but uh, this is in everybody that's in this room, everybody's wheelhouse, everybody's a fan of this I think everybody here has watched it in its entirety um and the series was on uh I don't know if it's necessarily a mini series or a series I can't remember how many episodes it was about 12 I think 12 or 13 uh it was on HBO uh and Ginger you got any any guesses here mm-hmm. what this is going to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah what, Keep going, but I want to wait until I. No, I want, uh, give me give me a guess. <clears throat> uh, um, are, is it Band of Brothers? Nope, it is not Band of Which Brothers. Which I do love. So do it, and we you know we may need to have a maybe after we finish the Pacific if we ever get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alexa, in 2017, we'll talk about Band of Brothers and the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in uh, episode number 49, we'll right, get around right. to talking about talking about this. Yeah, be, oh, the name yes, of the I do have finally the Pacific or something. Yes, yeah. I, and I, I think it was funny I about the guess. Funny the funny thing about uh, um um the Pacific is it's only 10 episodes. Yeah. So, it's not like <laughs> it's, it's not, not like many. it takes a serious <laughs> lifelong commitment to get this done. Yeah, no. It should be it should be pretty easy to get through, but no. What's your other guess, Ginger? Uh, Sopranos. No, no, that was he said it only had one season. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, I, yeah. How I many? Missed that. Okay. Nope, then I'm out. How many? Uh, is this a well? The only other thing that I think like is this Foo Fighters that we're talking about? Oh, oh. Sonic Highways. Yeah, Sonic Highways. So yes. it was debating him. I was like, is, would he go there? Because I mean, it is a series. It is a series. Yes, and that's yes. Let's talk about it. Yes, <laughs> and that's why I wanted to talk about because. Because my lovely wife loves Foo Fighters, loves, 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 loves herself from Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was a series that we watched together uh, and enjoyed immensely because I'm a Foo Fighters fan. And I like Dave. He's a cool dude. Coolest, maybe the coolest dude ever. Did you watch that? Uh, mm-hmm. And yep. yes, Brian over here has watched this, watched this as well. So yeah, there's something I want to bring up and talk about that, uh, that was, it's a, uh, I know you can probably watch it via HBO Go. Um, and uh, or if you're an HBO subscriber, you could uh, on do demand. Uh, on demand for. Uh, but yeah, it's a great. It's basically the for those who don't know who haven't seen it or want to watch it. If you're a, if you're a Foo Fighters fan and haven't watched it, you you've got to. It's a must. Uh, but basically, it chronicles their newest album, Sonic Highways, and that they traveled into various cities across the country to record different songs. And kind of each trying to get from that, from that, uh, going to that city and kind of paying homage to its musical history, its kind of rock and roll musical history, 
paying, paying not while they're there, they're paying, kind of investigating and researching. You know, Dave is looking into the history of that locale's music scene, but at the same time, trying to draw from it ideas and and try to draw from it for the for a track to record a track there in that city. So they take all their equipment. Their the band goes there. The sound guys. Everybody goes there. Uh, the roadies and all luckily, they, every city they go to has liquor in it, so they don't have to haul that around with them. <laughs> right, yeah. A lot. They, just, they just buy that yeah. there. Uh, but they uh, they go there and they, they so they set up, record a song. They invest. You know, they, you know Dave does on the side. Uh, you know, investigates the music scene. They get they talk to the musical artists that were from that era, or from that scene, or from that uh, in different eras. You know, uh, back in the past, or, or more more recent years, or, or today. And have them their influences and how how music is a is is, is a diverse it's a it's a community in itself but it's diverse and how it uh, everybody kind of influences each other and the people that in different locales how they how that scene is slightly different and has a, its own local flavor but yet still fits in with kind of the overall you know feel of the country and and feel of the music scene as a whole uh, in general. And it's just fascinating to to learn some of the um, the backgrounds of some of these different locales. You know, they went to like uh, Washington D.C. Dave grew up in Virginia, my my home state, um, and um, they do Nashville, Tennessee. They do Austin, Texas. They do L.A. Uh, of course, they do uh, Seattle, Seattle, Nashville. Where, you know, uh, and it's just fascinating. Uh, Chicago, I believe, was one of mm-hmm. them. Um, so they do all these different locales, and. Uh, it's just fascinating to learn about the. I enjoyed it immensely for the learning about the history of those different locales and their music scenes, and then all the artists who were either part of that or were influenced by that, uh, and hearing some of their um, their backgrounds as well. Just googling, they are. It just has one season. I really think like a second season would take away. Yeah, it. it doesn't need yeah. any more yeah. than what it got. Because yeah. it, well, it's what such we, a unique what we thing. Got. Yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so cool. I really enjoyed it. Although I was, I will say, like once you've watched three or four episodes, like the fifth and sixth episode, I'm just kind of waiting to get to the end song and kind of see what they come up with. Because it's all they're covering the same time period every time in every city. It's like, what was the punk scene like that? What was the the uh, the alternative if they had one and right. and that kind of stuff and it was a little it's bit competitive city to in city. a degree but that was also you know Dave was doing what what's the vital music to him right. and Foo Fighters you know and for sure I I loved it super cool and I, I there was only like one song I think I wasn't like blown away by and yeah it's okay yeah we talked about that yeah. yeah me too yeah there were there were some songs we were kind of like yeah that's you know okay it's all right I guess it's not that not not the greatest but maybe. four or five of their songs off that I was like oh, that's some of the best work that mm-hmm. they've done yeah, yeah yeah some of them were like wow that that song song rules I liked it because it I think you can tell that they truly and uh, it was a, a labor of love uh, they truly loved every part of what they were doing. I mean, you could tell they were really into it and they were really passionate about making making this little series or whatever. I that's what And they I, enjoyed, I think they they enjoyed, you know, talking to the people that were influenced mm-hmm. by those musical scenes, you know, and or came from the, out of those eras and those scenes. Getting their and they're passionate to hear them. You know, Dave was so into hearing their side of it, and how and you know his whole thing is you know let's make music that you're passionate about, and 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 wanting 
the next generation to, to keep going, to take that mantle up and, and, and go on and, and do their own thing, you know, be influenced by what you grew up with and then take it to your own place, your own level, and, 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 can, and keep that tradition going on. My favorite... I, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe I had a favorite city and all that stuff. Austin was pretty awesome. Nashville was pretty awesome. But the song out of the Austin one was the worst. Song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weak. Far away. My favorite scenes um, out of that whole thing were out of the New Orleans one, where the the get, they're laying down tracks and the drummer does his work and they're done. He's laying down the drum track and they're like, "Where's Dave? Where's Dave? Somebody get Dave!" And they're like, "He's across the street at the bar." And so they're forever. They spend like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes sending people across the street at the bar because he's just engaged in a conversation with just random people over there. And he doesn't want to leave. So he comes running back and and listens to it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. But you can tell the whole time he's just wanting to get back over there and talk to, <laughs> yeah. talk to just two random people. And, and that's my biggest thing. Like I hate the whole star persona thing on anybody. I think it's fucking ridiculous that people, these people think because they're in a movie or – music or whatever that they're somehow different or whatever and you know Kanye West is the ultimate example of that mm-hmm. um, but Dave is just stinking filthy rich tours the world and all he wants to do is go hang out with these dudes at a bar that he just met that day yeah, and, and drink and talk and shoot the shit yeah and then he halfway through listening to the drum track he just leaves he just goes alright guys sounds good and goes back and then they're doing um, another uh Session maybe later that day or the next day where they're all recording and he's looking out the window. He's like, "Oh, it's the dudes from that party that we went to last night, <laughs> right, man." Because yeah, yeah. they're outside the window looking in. He's like, yeah. "Oh, there's a guy." That, oh yeah, he's dad. He's like, "Those guys are legit, <laughs> man. They can party." Just that he just does not give a rat's ass about the whole star persona. That he's he's just trying to have a good time, man, and enjoy yeah. life. I, that was my favorite like insight into him. Not that I didn't already know that that's how he was constructed, right. but just that it's that's who he is, man. He's just having a fucking blast and playing music and. Well, and he's so you know, you know, he seems so down to earth, just a normal dude. That like, like in the New York one, you know, I think it was the final episode uh, in the New York mm-hmm. one. You remember where he has the kid on the? They're outside on the street. on the street. Okay. They're out there smoking a cigarette, basically on the sidewalk, and this this dude family walks by. It's like this dude and his wife, I think, and two kids, you know, or one kid, I can't remember. And the but the boy was like. That's Dave Grohl, you know, and so and, and Dave starts interacting with him and says, right. "Well, hey, nice to meet you. You know, hey, you want to come in and see us? Rec- you know, see us where we're recording stuff." Yeah, and they bring him in, you know, and they just, you know, and I'm sure the cameras are rolling. So, you know, some of that, you know, but I don't buy up. that. I mean, I, the cameras are rolling, but I don't think he's doing it because the cameras are rolling. Right. I, I think, think if they would have been a random Tuesday and they would have been doing something, and yeah, exactly. He yeah. just hooked it. Hey, come come experience what I'm experiencing. Right. I got this unique. Thing going on where life is pretty cool, and I'm not afraid to like. Well, and to that, other what I was saying earlier, he wants that passion. You know, if you're hey, if you want to do this, then do it. You know, and I'll 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 help show you know give you some pointers and help right. you on your way. You know, that type of thing. He wants to he wants to kind of pay it forward and, and get get the music rolling. You know, yeah. keep, keep it keep it going for the next generation. And the odds of he's in a, a seminal punk band, obviously goes in Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. And then Foo Fighters is so huge. The odds of anybody going through that and coming out the other side and just being a dude is really, really low. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And I think he realizes that and appreciates... That he's been able to keep... Yes. Yeah, I, know, that's stay a, grounded. Yeah, and I think that that's a conscious choice. I mean, at some point, 
you know his ego and money and access and what he yeah. how he how his life he had to make a decision like listen this is some bullshit i'm just gonna be me and just kind of fly through this stuff i just remembered something we we talked about you know i asked you all ago if you watch this and i don't know why i asked that because you and i talked about it we even texted i think a couple of times and while the series was on right. hey did you watch this yet and we talked about it so i don't know why i asked that but i think this show did the series did exactly what they wanted it to do because i remember a conversation you and i the three of us had at christmas time you were over at the house for new year's mm-hmm. or whatever and we were talking about with the nash the nashville one and how much we were talking about who was on there we were talking about dolly right dolly parton and my you know my personal favorite yeah hero. personal favorite my you know Heroiness. my guilty pleasure is dolly parton no no be guilty about there <laughs> that's just a pleasure yeah, yeah. um and how if much you said lincoln park that's a guilty <laughs> right definitely dolly parton <laughs> is I don't know if that's legit even. but we were talking about country and so we were talking about that because of sonic highways so i think it that show did exactly what they wanted it to do i think it ta- makes people talk about people you like influences yeah talk about music yeah you know, so i mean and, and what a great what a great thing that is to and you know uh sound city if you uh, did you guys watch that yeah, yeah i love, mean all, love sound whole city, thing yeah. about like you know being authentic and another for you who fires fans if you haven't seen sound city you've got to see it yeah yeah it's awesome. seen it a couple times actually yeah yeah, anytime it's on, I'll, I'll be one of those ones. If it just happens to be playing on cable somewhere, I'll stop down and watch it. Speaking of stuff, like this Sound City, I think, is is now on Netflix. I know it was on iTunes, and I watched it. I don't remember. I think it, when it just came to Netflix. Have you guys ever listened to Big Star? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. So there's a documentary called Big Star on, um, and it is... The coolest deal because it's a band. It's one of the most influential bands mm-hmm. you've never. Yeah, heard for of. like like a band you never heard of. Really, they were influenced so many people. Yeah, like, like the replacements. REM, the replacements. Yeah. All these like when they when when uh, um, what's his name died, the lead singer. They all these bands came together. But it's called big. It's called Big Star. The um, the documentary is called yeah. Big Star. And it it's cool because it's called Big Big Star. Nothing can hurt me. Um. And it's a rock band, and what's his name? Um, you you guys probably will recognize you, Alec from the punk scene, um, Alec Chilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he did solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. he did mm-hmm. a bunch of solo stuff, mm-hmm. and he's kind of from the punk scene. Well, he was the lead singer for Big Star. Placements. Yeah, a song. Yeah, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, named Alex Chilton. And, and because they're so like influenced by him, mm-hmm. REM is like that's the band that made us want to do music. And, right. Um, but you guys should really, really watch that. Yeah. It, it's, okay. it's blow you away good. Is it on, is it on Netflix? Is it? I think it's still on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and so you, there's Check. the band Big Star that you'll like, and you'll you'll you guys are going to love it from a music perspective. And kind of they they the, the I think Big Star uh, was. Uh, the name of the gas station across from where they recorded or something oh. like that. Their music is phenomenal. And the... Yeah, it's on Netflix The still. number one... Yeah, and the, their, my list. Their, their first album, I think an only album, is called Number One Record. Because they were so confident that we are going to be big. Because their music was so good. They, they were getting such rave reviews. They're, uh, they flew in, um, for, they had a little private concert and flew in all these people from Rolling Stone and all these um, 
people went back and wrote rave reviews about them and then their album came out and no one listened to it um blew them away and the guy who wrote all the songs his name is chris bell and um then he uh a relative of ginger's family maybe (laughs) chris bell yeah are you the, are you, Not that I know of. Are you from the Bells? She is a Bell, Bell person. Well, he is a closet homosexual, and he's writing all these songs and, and about his angst and all this stuff. He's pouring it into his music, and it, it doesn't it doesn't sell. He he can't. He's he's a um very uh, he's um, from a very Christian family. He's a big Christian, yet he's got this thing that he can't reconcile between you know all the other parts of his life, and he he really struggles. And then he does an album. Um, Called, and I'm assuming this will be the last. I am the Cosmos, which I love. It's his solo album, and then him and actually Chilton comes by back and, and sings on one of the songs and stuff. It, the, you you guys will love the documentary though. Hmm, okay, yeah, got it on my Netflix list right now. Do just it. Add, just added it. Um, and then uh, all all these, I think everything is available on YouTube if you want to listen to the album, the Big Star album, and mm-hmm. if you want to yeah, listen to ton of stuff out there. Uh, Chris Bell's um, "I Am the Cosmos." But you guys are you'll you'll love them. And if you don't, I will make fun of you forever. Okay, fair enough. Like you don't already. <laughs> well, that's true. By the way, back to um, Sonic, Sonic Highways. Uh, Nashville was my favorite song, the Congregation song. Mm-hmm. That song rocks. Love that song. And just the interviews there with that is with a great song. That is Dolly Parton and uh, Willie and Emily Lou Harris. Emily Lou Harris is just gorgeous. I, I love her. Uh, and uh, Steve Earle, love, big fan, always been a big Steve Earle fan. Man, Steve, Steve gonna, dude. I thought you were going to call him Big Fat Steve Earle there for a no, second. No, but man, Steve, I'm sorry, brother, but dude, that ha- that hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I almost didn't recognize him when they. Well, I know. I don't yeah. think I did. I don't think I did recognize him until they put his name down. Yeah, he's I think Ronnie Raitt's in that one. He's got he's got some bad hair hair jeans. Poor Steve Earle does. So feel for you, brother. The uh, yeah, it's bad. Um, I, that was your favorite song, the Nashville song. I love that song. Yeah, I really do like Congregation a lot. Uh, there was some, there was another one. What was the other one that I really liked? Mm, my favorite song is the one from L.A. Outside, outside, yes, yeah, I that's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, heavy, that's, yeah. and yeah. I like. I really like the L.A. one for the stuff about um, Caius. Yeah, yeah, that was so super cool. Remember that album yeah. came out when we were in the falls. Yeah. The what was the one? It was and, the, and that's the desert. Uh, uh, the cover had that desert picture on. Yeah, it. and that's a band that I. If somebody would have talked about it. I would have never been able to recall the name or song, but as soon as they started, I was like, "Holy yeah. hell, yeah! Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them? And yeah, it was the same way." And, and I didn't even make the connection that because I'm a big Queen of the Stone Age fan, mm-hmm. I didn't make the dude was in Caius. I was no, like, I didn't know really? that either. I Holy cow! But, no. And as soon as they brought him on and were interviewing him, I knew who he was. Yeah, but I had no idea that he was the singer from Caius either. Yeah. Um. So outside is my favorite, and then I'm trying to remember is. I think something from nothing, because of the way it starts off and just builds and builds and builds, and and it's so subtle. And like every time they amp it up, it changes the beat, changes a little bit. It amps up, it gets a little bit more rocky. 
And then, you know, it starts off as kind of a quiet song, and they're raging by the end, and that's how it is. I think that one is so classic Foo Fighters. Yeah, Yeah. and that's the one they use as the theme song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something for nothing, yeah. It it is so them. Yeah, oh yeah, Uh, that one I love, Everything else seems to be a little bit more reaching, more out of their style, out of the box for them. A little. I think something for nothing is, 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 you know... Reaches a little bit, but it, yeah, it is still classic Foo Fighters, but it's but it's got a little difference to it as well, I think, which is what it's, makes it's, it great. It's more rocky. It's more or less like straight ahead rock yeah, yeah. than normally they would do. I, I feel, but it, I, just the build of it is is yeah. great. Yeah, it, it's definitely a standout. I think, and I think they were that was smart to use that as the. I mean, I know it was their first. I don't know if that was technically their first stop, but uh, the first episode was Chicago, and that's where it came from. And then, so the, probably my second favorite episode, uh, other than, than New Orleans, is not is uh, the the California one where they're out in Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. just because that's such a cool story, and it's about all these musicians that have a studio out in the middle of nowhere right, that, the today, and yeah. all these huge bands go out there, and it's somebody's house. Yeah, you know, it's two rooms. I think, <laughs> and I was like on that highway last week week before last and i was the girl that i was traveling with was i asked her i said so if you've ever watched sonic highways and they is there some kind of recording studio that's out in the middle of the desert out here because this is where it would be and she was telling me about where it should be and it's just right outside of joshua tree yeah i really wanted to go (laughs) but so i hope rancho Rancho de la luna yeah yeah Yeah. that's right that's a recording palm desert scene yeah, I hope they do not touch that, and that just yeah. is a standalone thing. Right. Yeah, let it let it be. Yeah. And I, and I, and I get a sense between that and Sound City, like he's getting really he loves this kind of documentary, kind of music, visual crossover mm-hmm. storytelling thing. Yeah. So I hope he finds some other avenue to. He's getting. That I, I'm people other are than trying to redo this, and I think people are trying to kind of say, "Oh, quit being poser and quit being." I, people are dogging on him for, I read some reviews recently and people were not on Dave yeah yeah for what I, I think people you know say oh stick to the music stick to what you know so you know oh so being less yeah. documentarian yeah. dude you know. yeah instead of being he just a does what human he wants. being I know. growing I know. and can do whatever right. want. Yeah. do what we want bitch yeah, stop keep, doing our keep making stuff. the same Foo Fighters stuff that rocks man stick to music yeah, yeah. yeah. We just Those are the guys too. that he's always having to kick out of his concerts for <laughs> yeah. slam dancing yeah. girls. And we'll get dude get out. Yeah. Those, those are Lincoln Park fans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Maybe dun. do I go as far as to say Nickelback? Oh, you know, honestly, if I had to pick my choice, and you said I had to go to a full Nickelback or a full Lincoln Park concert, I'm going to Nickelback, man. Really? <laughs> no. no. I cannot no. stand yeah. everything that they do. Lincoln Park sounds the same yeah. to me, well, and yeah. it sucks. Yeah, as, as an unfortunate, and the thing is, that tells you the depths of Lincoln, Lincoln Park sucked them there. Is that, if you put it into that perspective, that you take Nickelback over. Oh, I, I would Park. become a lifelong Nickelback fan <laughs> to avoid the Lincoln Park concert. Wow. Okay, how many people have we alienated today? Yeah. All Lincoln Park fans out there are now shaking their fists. <laughs> I'm not listening to this podcast ever again. These MFers are just totally yep. insane. I'm going to go stupid. find my two friends that like Lincoln Park, and we're just going to listen to their albums all the time. <laughs> just listen to one because all the fucking same. <laughs> yeah, we've. Sorry. We've. 
we need those fans anyway, right? Yeah. And with that, I think we're pretty close yeah. to wrapping up, being done. We've pissed off everybody. Yeah, we've alienated the do we want to entire listen, world. Racist Ron, do we want to talk about all the people you've <laughs> offended today? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. He's going to... That should be a bit like you have a new racial racial epitaph every week. <laughs> be like Lewis, Lewis Black's Back in Black. And, and the, bit would be, the bit would be... The bit would be... Three of us, we could, they're... Probably people that care the least about any of this stuff, but that makes it funny, right? Yeah. Ron's uh, scorched earth of this week will be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. All right, well, let's call it a day. Later. Bye bye. Adios. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast.